Welcome to Craft Comics. My name is Jarrett Moore, and joining me today is Dan Q. We got some tea for the boys today, folks. We do have tea beer. We also have comic books. Uh, one another. Hold my hand, Dan. Hold okay. my hand. Okay, okay. Together forever. Having some fun. Oh, it's good. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome back to another exciting, titillating edition of Craft Comics. Uh, this is issue episode number 18. Wow. Can you believe it? That's that's pretty high up there. Uh, so again, I'm Jarrett Moore, and joining me today is Dan McHugh. That's uh, me. We're very excited. We're excited to be here. High energy. Super duper super high energy. Super high energy Friday afternoon. Very high. Us. The highest energy the that highest anyone... The highest of energies. The highest of energies. Uh, craft Comics. This is a weekly-ish uh, <laughs> comic book and craft beer podcast where we review last week's comic books, drink some beers, yell at each other, yeah. talk about bullshit. Um, uh, yeah, it's a good time. That's t- about it. I think the idea is that it's fun. And the I don't idea, know in concept that was the high, that was the goal. Yeah, and I don't know if we if we hit it. Me neither. But we do we do give it our damnedest. But we do come we do do this over and over again. If we there's sure one do. thing that they can say <laughs> about this podcast, it's that we keep making it. Yeah, the the one thing that they can say at least after this episode goes live is yeah. uh, uh, wow, craft comics. There's eighteen of them. <laughs> there is there are eighteen. <laughs> there are at of least those. at the very least eighteen issues episodes. Most of them two hours apiece. About yeah, I think uh, sometimes we hit like an hour and fifty. Some, but you know what I mean, give and take. Because yeah, yeah. sometimes we're like a little over, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um. So the general format is we're gonna talk about some comic books. We're gonna talk about some beers. Uh. But before we do any of that nonsense, any of that garbage, hot nonsense, we give you what you guys really want, which is some good quality bands. And just, just Danny and Jerry talking to each other, talking about stuff that you probably don't care about because exactly. it's not in the podcast description. Exactly. So with that said, Dan, what video games have you been playing last week? I have still been playing that Hades game, which is a rogue light we determined last episode, I believe. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hot days, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a good game. And they just came out with another update for it where they added another like god. The concept of that game... I don't know if I explained it last week. You but, did it, I don't think, because uh, I don't know what it is. You're the son of Hades, and well, that's misleading because the game is called Hades. Yeah, but you're also, but Hades is also the place, right? It's also like kind of hell, right? So how confusing it's I, yeah greek uh, it's probably well, it's, translation errors who the fuck knows so hades is the god of death yes if i was the god of death i might name the place where people go after me after myself yeah yeah because i mean i'm a, probably a bit of a dick right yeah probably yeah he is kind of a dick but you're his son and you're trying to escape back to the surface to find your mother um oh shit what's her name persephone yes persephone thank you Look yeah at that Greek knowledge yeah um so you encounter all the other gods of olympus along the way and they give you different boons which uh buffs yeah buffs that, to the uninitiated buffs that uh power you up and uh but it's cool because like each god gives you a different kind of buff like zeus gives you like chain lightning kind of stuff and poseidon gives you like wave attacks that like push your enemies away so it's a they've got a good amount of like strategy and chance and you get these different perks and stuff so each run is really fun i like that game cool um yeah it randomizes each time yes but it's like it's like one of those continuous ones where like you can buff yourself up a little bit you get smoted right and like the narrative is that you're just trying again to get back to the surface exactly because and it works in this like 
like lore wise sure yeah because you're a god and you're immortal so right and you and, and i mean your dad die. is hades so he's just yeah. like all right get like back you, to the beginning come on son what are you doing what are you doing? how many yeah. times have you done this yeah yeah. Oh. yeah there's there's a lot of that kind of dialogue actually cool. so yeah it's a good game been playing that in some red dead uh and i bought a bunch of games because they were on hella sale like on switch i got dk tropical freeze oh that game is so hard yeah that's what i hear um so i'm ready for the rage i got final fantasy 9 which we found out was a remaster that i didn't know was remastered so i'm excited to try that out at some point what have you been doing uh, I'm trying to think of exactly what I've been doing. You know, with Frisbee and shit, it's so I know, hard. I mean, it's I, not a lot of games these not days. A lot of, not just, a lot of game uh, time. Yeah, we had two Frisbee games this week. And I've, just... been, I've been doing something that is a game in itself, which is arguing with my friend Phil, and also listening to the podcast, <laughs> Hi Phil, uh, about classic World of Warcraft. I've been, oh, every, yeah. I've been taking any opportunity that I can to like kind of try to like to just like... To just poke to, that to bear. Poke the bear and be like, it's not going to be that good. It's going to suck, Phil. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's fine. I'm, at the end of the day, I'm actually very happy that people who are excited for Classic WoW finally get it. It's but, been it's been years and but years But also, they're shitters and wrong about what they remember. Not my words, Dan. <laughs> Not my words. And uh, <laughs> I, think totally that, words. I think that people who are going to be into it are going to be super into it. And I think that's going to be cool. And I'm really happy. I've never played any WoW, so I, I can't comment. You played but, a little bit of WoW, but you didn't like it. I didn't like it. Yeah. I played like, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a thing where I need to start from the beginning, and I wanted to experience the lore, and there's like none of that in there so it's just not for me not for me yeah the lore is a weird thing in in world of warcraft because it's constantly changing well and also like they actually didn't have much of it in like 1 to 60 like you could get stuff from like quest um like npcs by like reading dialogue but they got much more delivering that content to Mm -hmm. you in terms of like cutscenes and things yeah Starting around Wrath, I would say. Okay. Burning Crusade did a pretty good job of it, like with a setup, but then it was like one to like like or sixty to seventy, yeah. right? You were just like, What's happening? Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just like, Oh, awesome, this big build up. Okay, cool, I'm just killing butterflies for their wings yeah. again, you know. Yeah. But then Wrath of the Lich King really like started to like get like midway through you got this big cutscene, and then ever since then they've been doing a good job of like yeah. trickling it in like every zone has like a arc, like a story arc mm-hmm. that you follow and then delivers like a nice kind of grandiose yeah. cutscene that feels good. Legion well actually Warlords of Draenor, I'm gonna say, unpopular opinion, Warlords of Draenor had the best leveling experience. Arguably one of the worst expansion packs in WoW history, but it had the best leveling experience in terms of the story that it told. All right, it's super super duper cool. I bet if you played if you played Warlords of Draenor, like just leveled up, yeah. During that, I bet you'd like it a lot. It's really cool. Yeah, super. Yeah, cool Yeah, I liked some of the stuff I did while it, when it was like like I started two characters, and one of them was one of the pandas, and one yeah. of them was one of the uh, what are the the lich. Uh, the forsaken or the dark the death knights yeah the death knights yeah yeah yeah. so both of those both of those um, are are kind of the turning point in the way yeah. that wow started telling stories so those those were both really cool in like the intro stages and stuff but right. then you get out of the intro yep. stages and it's just like fuck there's yeah. just like a bunch of go and collect six herbs and bring yeah. them back to this gnome. So you, that, that's that's kind of one of the jarring things that happens, especially with the pandas, right? Because panda, yeah. pandas have this, like, that was that was um, Mist of Pandaria, yeah. right? So, like, several expansions after um, Wrath of the Lich King. Mm-hmm. So they've really refined it. So their starting zone is this really cool. Goblins, yeah. too. It's really cool. It's got this little story, a little yep, self-contained yep. thing. 
but then it dumps you out at like level 30 or, or whatever you start yeah, as, and then as you a get panda. out of it and it's just like this like poorly rendered desert <laughs> and then you scrounging for like worms you're ki- ki- for, yeah you're ki- like killing dinosaurs for their and, ribs and shit yeah, yeah it's like oh man yeah. it's like some of that stuff just it just doesn't age well yeah no they do, they, they do a very i think some of the zones that came that they redid they redid all the like the vanilla zones one to six like one yeah, to that's 16 what i hear in cataclysm and some of them are super good there's one in like called thousand needles where the whole the whole zone is like flooded with water and it all involves you joining a band of pirates and getting your own pirate ship it's yeah. fucking great that's like the best like best like self-contained zone story some is, they're hit and miss though they're really hit and miss and then they haven't even touched um burning crusade so now burning crusade zones are older yeah. than one to sixty zones, so that's a real fucking grind. And then e- still, it Wrath of the seems Lich so King, fucked up because like it's, yeah, it's and, crazy. It's yeah, all fragmented. And right? then I also started this like orc for like a hot second, and then I Luktar Ogar, and it was like it was so bad. Like it drops you, in, <laughs> like yeah, in that I little thought, shitty village. Right? I couldn't tell what was happening. Yeah, it drops you in a shit village. It looks like a PS one game basically like that was poorly remastered and then yeah you have all of the bullshit side quests but also you can tell that it's all broken because uh what's his face the main warlord guy is like dead or no longer garish the main... yeah garish is yeah. like gone but he's still there or right? something but no he's he wasn't like i don't know he, oh weird it was it, you could tell that the like the you... storyline of the game had clearly broke yeah. the beginning area of the yeah. game so that, that happens like... that happens in a lot of those so garish will still show up in in, in some parts of like the um forsaken campaign yeah. and like yell at sylvana and call her bitch and things like yeah. that um and then and then he'll disappear and then, because yeah, he gets because destroyed. Because he's, he's or literally whatever. he's been dead. But like I yeah. think that like I think that the way it's meant to be played is that like one to sixty you are experiencing the cataclysm story, and then and then one through seventy yeah. you're experiencing the burning crusade, then then wrath, and then you experience the cataclysm story again. Yeah. it's got it's fucked up. But all it, I know is it how didn't do you make how do you do that though? Sense. At the end, as Blizzard, how do you do that? You can't just keep going back every expansion pack and updating all that shit because each expansion that you do is like, yeah, it just adds more and more work. I don't know the answer. All I can tell you is that it made no fucking sense to a newcomer such as I. Yeah, you just got to experience it in chronological order, Dan. Yeah, except that's literally impossible now. I always forget that you are the stickler for I need to I need to read every issue of this comic book. I just want to know what's going on. You just got too much to ask. You just got to you got to teleport. back to 2004 live bud in this dirt village and gather some fucking <laughs> that's, rabbit heads that's the orc way of life baby <laughs> you live in a dirt village and you're green but i'm a i'm a warrior i don't know you're a beginning warrior you're a level one warrior i just don't understand it maybe if i had like a couple hundred hours to like spend on it and really you didn't even need it, that you, what I, what i think you just needed was was me and i failed you at the end of the day i i was <laughs> what's his fucking name alfred i was alfred and I was Master Bruce. And you were Master, Master Bruce. Bruce. I failed you. I failed you. You trusted me and I failed you. Crying Michael Caine is like, I know, that's pretty tough. Chris Nolan shouldn't have done that. Something feels wrong about that scene. Yeah, that's pretty tough. Yeah, he shouldn't have done that. Anyway. Any whomst. Is it time to move on to beer, Jarrett? No. Okay. Because I'm not done <laughs> talking about myself. Because I got a new bike, Dan. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, take a look. Take look. the glance over your shoulder. Look at that uh, fucking baby butte. Uh, 
a bright red. People are going to see him going by and yep. just whistle up a storm. What do you think about the bright red? Do you think it's douchey or do you think it's nice? Oh, I think it's nice. Nice. Okay, cool. Me too. Yeah. That's like the one thing. I was, he, the guy was like, do you like the bright red? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> am I... Am I should I not? <laughs> what are you? What are you trying to tell me? Yeah. So I got this. I got. A, I got a nice bike. I got a nice set of pedals. Yeah. I got some shoes that snap yeah. into it. Yeah. I'm a, and I'm, out of it. And out. Yeah. yeah. You, this. No. No. Once you snap in, you're uh, you're locked in. You're locked in forever. You're, I'm still on the bike. Ride till you die is the tagline of this mm-hmm, bike. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so yeah, I guess now I'm ready to talk about beers. Okay. Well, we've been drinking it for a while now. I really like it. We have been drinking it for a while. Let's introduce it. Can you give me that can, Jerry? I'm going to give you the can. Uh, even though I bought them, I'm still yeah. going to make you introduce them. This I, week. It's like the one thing I have left. Don't take it from me. Gunpowder is the name of this beer from the Brewing Project. Uh, it is made with citra hops, centennial hops, gunpowder green tea, and orange peel nice yeah it's really good i don't know what gunpowder green tea is i don't think i can taste it but it doesn't matter because this beer tastes v good it's just like it tastes like a super citrusy hazy ipa which is like the new hotness and also my new hotness so the thing is about this though and maybe this is just a personal gripe but if you're gonna put gunpowder green tea on the side and you're gonna name the beer gunpowder yeah i really want to taste it yeah and maybe it's just my pedestrian plebeian mouth. No, oh, I don't think so. Tongue? Hops are a pretty overwhelming flavor too. Yeah, like you it, need a lot of green tea. Yeah, or, like, and tea I mean, is such a mild flavor, and hops yeah. are so strong. You like matcha or something? You know, what yeah. I mean? like matcha powder in yeah. the fucking mash yeah. or something. You think they steeped? That'd the be tea? interesting. Do you think they steeped the tea in the mash? Um, I would guess they added it in secondary. Hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that makes more sense, right? Yeah, because other, I mean, if it's, yeah, if it's in the mash, it's just going to lose more of its flavor, and it's already so subtle. Is gunpowder a brand of green tea, or is it a type? I don't, I don't So know. when I think, when I see gunpowder, for the first thing that popped in my head was matcha, right? Because, which is like a tea powder, but I have no idea. Mm. If, I have no idea if that's what, I have no idea. Yeah, mm. it definitely doesn't taste like matcha. I love matcha. I actually had some sick matcha self soft serve ice cream mm. at a jade mountain tea shop and it was so good god yeah. i was just thinking i was just gonna ask you about the jade mountain i missed yeah. the matcha boba teas yeah the, the summer of 2012 mm-hmm. i think that was or 2013 something like, something that. like that yeah yeah we, yeah so dan and i used to live like right down the road from each other yeah. well a little bit further than that but we used to go and get like a mile is it like your cousin is it your cousin who owns yeah. that place yeah so dan's cousin owns this little like I don't know what you call it, like Thai. Uh, yeah, it is a well, not Thai, Taiwanese. Taiwanese, Taiwanese. Um, tea shop. Yeah, Thailand and Taiwan. I I should. I know they're not the same. They, <laughs> they're no, not the but, same place. But like Thai sounds like it should be the starting. You know, it's the start of both. So it, it is the start like... of both. So I fuck it up. So Taiwanese. It's mm-hmm. a Taiwanese like cafe where they serve like um a little like those little like I don't know what you call those things. The little... Bubble tea. Well, not the bubble tea. I'm talking about the little pouches with little things inside. Oh, like the bows? Are they bows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Steamed bows, and then so. like boba tea. And we used to go there all the fucking time. And it was mm-hmm. great. Yeah, yeah. They sell steamed buns and some. I drive egg past rolls there, and yeah. I drive past there almost every single Wednesday on my way yeah. to get the comic books. Right, because I just pop. I, I drive down Johnson and I pop out, and it's like right across the street from there. It's a just... dope place. They've yeah, they've kind of blown up a little bit. Oh, good, good they, for them. They have a very. Uh, I feel like loyal clientele. Yeah, or? they have a very loyal clientele of. Um, I assume like Thai and like other surrounding areas people who live in madison 
just like anyone who's Thai or Thai associated just like comes in. That is a mark of a good Taiwanese yeah, place. Right? If the yeah. people that are like who are from there mm-hmm. are going there to get the to get the drinks and the food. So yeah. good yeah. on him. Yep, yeah. yep. Authentic. Yep. As authentic as you can be, right? Um, in, in Madison, in, in Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, I was going to tell you this story, Dan. Uh, it's a fun story before we get into, I, we haven't even talked about this beer at all. We haven't. It's a, uh, I mean, we did a little bit. So this yeah, one is also brewing project, which we also had on the podcast last week. Mm-hmm. Um, really tasty brewery out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin, which I'm still salty that I did not get to experience because they didn't start until they, I left college there. Are, are, okay. So maybe you can answer this for me. Is the brewing project doing stuff with like Drecker and other, other places that they so. can't? Because like the last, one of the beers that I had, the what was it called? Um, Bounce Bounce had Drecker and brewing project on the side. Oh, really? I was wondering if they're like doing some collaborations or if they're canning or helping them distribute yeah, or maybe. something like that. Could be. Something, something to look up, I guess. It's, I it's thought pretty Drecker cool. was... Uh... North Dakota. No, but I oh. I thought that they were uh, using... Oh. Didn't we look this up and I thought they were using Octopi? Octopi? Maybe. I thought so, but maybe but maybe it was a, So maybe Bounce Bounce was a collaboration between brewing project yeah, and maybe. them. I have no idea. Yeah. I just know... Okay, here's the thing. It's a personal gripe, but like like Bounce Bounce, if you're going to put that it's a fucking milkshake IPA on it, mm-hmm. I want to taste some hops. But it was like a sour milkshake IPA with raspberry and lemon. I yeah. got raspberry and lemon yeah. and sour. Hops. Didn't get any of the hops. So I'm yeah. like, if you're going to put gunpowder green tea on here, let yeah. me taste it. But maybe that's just me being a pedestrian. Yeah. It I mean, is, it, all yeah. things aside, That is a, very a lot of beer. flavors to balance. It is, but like at the same time, like you're don't right. advertise it. You yeah, know what I, I mean? agree. Yeah. I agree. But I, I do feel very fondly about this beer. I don't know. It's Maybe it's just, you know, in this beautiful weather, I don't think I could dislike many beers. No. Especially if they like are going for like the citrusy, light, super yeah. drinkable angle like this one is. I think you're going to like the next beer, too. But that is a spoiler. That is another story. That is a spoiler. not speak of it. It's a spoiler and... Yeah. That's a good segue, Dan. That's a really good it's segue. a really good segue because we're not going to get to it until our comment exactly and what do we do before comic book stan uh oh we do this our spoiler warning that's why it's a transition baby that's why it's a segue you know over here so this is a spoiler warning um we're about to talk about some comic books these are comic comic books that came out uh last this wednesday two days ago which is the 12th of june 2019 anno domini year of our lord 2019 uh hey you know what if you guys don't want to have these books spoiled for you pause Read them. Read them. Come back. Come back. And then... Um, and then talk to us about it. And them. then talk to us about it. Send us emails. Reach yeah. out to us on Twitter. Or just talk while the podcast is going on so you can feel like you're talking Yeah, yell, yell at us in your car as you're driving to work. Be like, <laughs> that fucking... Jarrett, shut, shut up. Shut No, I'm trying to talk, Jarrett. Jarrett, Jarrett. I'm, I'm just sitting here saying something stupid like, oh, is Taiwan and Thailand the same country? <laughs> I think that they are. And you're like, no, you're you like, fucking no, idiot. I'm trying to tell you, please shut up now. But uh, that's not the way that uh, the way this communication works. works. This this is, a, this is a one-way communication yep, channel. Yep, yep, and purposely, because yeah. we don't want to hear any other corrupting opinions diluting our, uh, what can only be described as masterful, educated opinions on these subjects. And uh, masterful, educated, and like absolutely 100% correct flawless and correct yeah, yeah. like you can't, there's nothing nope. we are never wrong i mean the only people who are wrong is dan or you or me uh usually dan 
No. Yeah. And then, uh, but never, but as a whole, yeah. as a unit, we're never incorrect. But if we're in agreement on something, yeah, then it's it's, it's Even if we're in a disagreement, one of us is correct. Because there's never going to be a third option that comes out That's from somewhere That's kind of why else. we're actually making this podcast. Yeah. It's like with it, the Christian religion, yeah. they wrote it down and stuff, and they got like, who really wrote it down? We're recording it, so there's no... There's no way that anyone can, can they guess. Can, yeah, yeah, they can't mistake it. Right. It's, it's Jerry and Danny. These are the tomes of our collective religion, which we're going to release later. This is gospel. Yes. This is gospel, and you guys are, are like, faithful dev- devotees. Yes, gosplings. Ryan Gosplings. Yep. Okay, should we start... Whew, should we start talking about some books, Sam? I guess we better. We are going to start with uh, DC this week, and a very exciting DC week indeed. The event that everyone has been waiting the for. The event, the hottest event of event all time. Event Leviathan. Event Leviathan number one, number written one. by Brian Michael Bendis with Alex... BMB. Yeah, BMB with Alex Maleev on art. He also did the cover. And Joshua Reed on the letters. Um, you know what? This is actually going to be a very difficult book for me to explain. Yeah. Um, this was really cool. It was cool. Uh, this is setting up this kind of event Leviathan. Uh, Leviathan being this... <laughs> I know. It sounds like you've literally never read anything I'm just... About. So this is like... This, this event Leviathan this is book like when is the really teacher, setting up. Like the teacher gave me like a presentation. Yeah. yeah a yeah. presentation. I didn't do any research and I'm just <laughs> bullshitting it in my comm class. And I'm like, so you see event Leviathan is about um, an event Leviathan. Leviathan. <laughs> Leviathan is a villain. Uh yeah yeah so okay I did read this book um <laughs> Leviathan is a is a well we don't know if it's necessarily a villain there's come a, on he's a fucking villain he he is at the very least he's a he's less villainous enough to the point where like it's unlike anything that anyone's ever seen before right yeah we haven't actually seen him kill anyone yeah we, we've seen him beam people away and talk to them about joining his cause he's talking about having like a he basically wants to like we presume also that it's a he we have never seen their yep. face it could be it could True. be anybody so True. uh leviathan's whole thing is is they want to reignite the world to start over from the beginning so what they've done is they have basically destroyed all of the pretty much every government in the yeah. entire in the entire world um, and in the ensuing chaos is is essentially going to try to arrest power to start again. Basically, that the the world's heroes have failed them, and uh, and governments and governments, the people in charge have yeah. failed them, and that's kind of been the prevailing theme of this week. Is people in charge kind of suck? Um, I feel like for the last like years, actually. Like, I wonder why that could possibly I wonder, be. There could not be parallels to. The I don't. Real I mean, world. not in comic books, right? Because no. this a comic book is a medium where where po- politics is. They're not allowed. You no, can't. You're not, not legally obligated. It's you, illegal. It's illegal to put politics, yeah. whatever the fuck that means. And <laughs> you can't put politics into my comic books, Stan. Exactly. What what are politics anyway? So Leviathan is kind of. He, he, we've seen we've seen this Leviathan person through for the past few months approaching different superheroes. We saw him approach um, Babs. We uh, yeah. Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. Yeah. We, we saw him approach several other like key people and make like. Presumably, some like a good, a decent enough sales pitch for yeah. them to join. Basically, yeah. like what what have you guys been doing for the past years? Yeah, like, it's like you lock up criminals, they get back out on the streets, you lock them up again. Is that how the world's and supposed pe- to work? And, yeah, and people keep dying. What happens yeah. if we started? What happens if we started over again? So this is kind of like a the beginning of this whole thing where what it's the fallout of after like a major agency. I don't remember what it's called. 
Argus. Yeah. Argus's new flagship building gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve Trevor, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman's husband, yep. is there um, trying to protect them. He gets like basically ostensibly framed for the destruction of it because like along with other people along though. with other people like lois lane and things like that so yep. this like robot thing shoots a beam at him that like makes him invulnerable and then the whole building explodes yeah and so he's left alive in the rubble yeah. for people to immediately point their finger at and then other events happen that would point the finger at lois lane yep. it's all an elaborate misdirect yep so um, the Leviathan has plans to... You always say Leviathan. 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 Like, it's like a Leviathan, like, conference or something. Like, well, <laughs> like, every, like Leviathan enthusiasts. It's a Leviathan marathon. Yeah, it's like, a Leviathan. Yeah, like, like every, like, Leviathan enthusiasts come, like, from across the, across the United States to celebrate their love of Leviathan. But, yeah. I mean, um, they might. If, if he has his way in these books, then he might, then yes, they, they just, they just might. Happening. So, so really, this book ultimately boils down to like not a lot actually happened here it was a lot of talking yeah so it's lois lane batman steve trevor and then a little bit later green arrow yeah kind of figuring out this whole holy shit we're all here where this building got destroyed mm-hmm. we came here because like it was what we always do right we we show up to things to try to right. help to try to fix things but like what this has done is basically put us in the middle of this entire thing and it's kind of like oh who done it who can we trust yeah. is it actually is oliver quinn right queen. Oh, sorry shit is oliver queen actually working with leviathan is steve trevor working with leviathan is batman right. is lois lane it's kind of this like weird thing but it's, it's cool it's very cool yeah it is cool and uh so leviathan Thin. leviathan Leviathan, Leviathan. Uh, recruits the person who designed the oh, Argus shoot, building. The Argus building. Who we thought died, right? Yeah. yeah I, that scene was gnarly. Where yeah. like where Steve Trevor is in like uh, is the in the bubble, bubble and, and she's like explodes. she's like I, she's like it seems to be a protective barrier. I can't. Mm-hmm. Is there a way? Is there a way in? He's like you need to run. You need to run. Yeah. And she's just like I, I can't. Is there a way in? And yeah. then she just like fucking evaporates yeah. in yeah. front of him. I was like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck. But it turns out she. She but has she's just alive, been, and yes. Leviathan is trying to recruit her to his cause. So yeah, this is yes, cool. I I like morally ambiguous villains like this. I like the kind, kind of, of uh, I don't know. It's not really a whodunit, but it is. It does add an element of mystery as to like if any superheroes or whoever has been recruited to Leviathan's pretty just cause, right? I right. mean, like. I think we can all agree that the system's fucked up in real life and in comic books. So it's not a totally, like, ennoble thing. I'm actually going to do a... Since these two books have such big parallels, I'm going to do an on-the-fly swap of a book that we're going to talk about. Because... I think there's something, there's similar things. Uh, Dan, do we want to, we didn't do ratings last week. Do we want to just drop ratings? Do we want to start doing ratings again? Um, I, I'll i just say that I, I really, care. I just, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't think that ratings at the end of the day really mean anything. We can say if we liked it or didn't like it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked this or quite we a bit. we were okay on it. Yeah, I liked this quite a bit. Um, yeah, me too. I liked a, it. There's a lot of really, the art is incredible. And I think that's what happens when you have one person doing art, colors, inks. You know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. give them the time to construct this vision right mm-hmm. and I'm, presumably they're working very closely with the writer and then the letter to like really nail home like a like a concrete a concept. vision yes yeah. and, it, it, and it helps when that concept is provided by brian michael bendis right and he's been killing it i mean he can but he can be hit and miss right we've we've even started yeah. to see some in dc where you're like wow this is 
kind of bend to see. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. But at the same time, it's never bad. No. But what he is it's like, always you can good. tell it's just different levels of good for right. me at least. Yeah, but yeah, also, yeah. we've I've just started reading him recently, so maybe he's had some older stuff that has been more miss. But honestly, for me, he's like almost always hit. He's always on, on. pretty much everything I've read by him. Yeah, I I know that the the narrative and we we weren't reading comics at the time was that towards the end of his stretch at Marvel, which was about. I want to say like almost like a year and a half ago. Yeah. It wasn't that long. Yeah. Uh, that he kind of like kind of fell into a bit of a rut. But yeah. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we haven't read it, we can't really confidently say one way or the other. But I yeah. do know that sometimes taking an artist out of a place that they've been for a while and giving them a put whole them new in something new. Yeah. Put them in a whole new toy, like a to- like a whole new toy box. Right. Yeah. He gets to play. The um, only thing I didn't like that he's made is uh Rolko Czar and uh... Rolko Czar not even that bad. He, and yeah like and then and it didn't last that long like he's still in it but he's not like the focus of anything so yeah. it's like yeah it's not even that bad and you can tell that this uh event leviathan is something that he's really wanted to write because like he is pulling pulling it out and like, he's been building it up in all the other yeah, comics it's, fu- it's fucking good much, like so. i just imagine that yeah and so he's been he was writing for marvel for 20 years right mm-hmm. 30 years something like that long long ass fucking time probably not 30 years that would make him like 60 i don't think he's yeah. like 60 years old maybe, like, maybe not even 20 i don't know Yeah, maybe like 50 he's 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 been writing for a while miles morales has been around for a while though miles morales jessica jones he he yeah jessica jones jennifer jones (laughs) jennifer jones yeah i think like 15 20 years probably something she's been writing there for a while right and you can just imagine as a writer who loves comics right that he's not he's not just a marvel comics lover right he loves superman he loves Mm -hmm. batman uh he's probably just been like thinking this this story's probably been back there for a while be like oh would this be cool would this be cool If it wasn't shackled by Marvel's the chains, corporate, the chains, the chains. Of, of a non-compete agreement. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah. So it was good. I liked it. Yep. Art was good. Also Writing's good. liked it. Cool. Liked um, it out of liked it. That's our new rating Liked scale. it out of liked it. Uh, so we, I'm going to, I'm do like I said, I'm doing it on the fly because I feel like the themes of the these two books are pretty closely t- yeah, intertwined. I would agree with that. Uh, we're going to, we're going to do Wonder Twins number five written by Mark Russell with art again. So again, it's another, see, I didn't even realize this as I was saying it, another limited team, right? Mm-hmm. We've got art, colors, inks by Stephen Byrne and then David Sharp on letters. Yep. Uh, Dan, how about you take uh, Wonder Twins number five? Oh, Wonder Twins is what keeps me coming back to this podcast. It's not me? Nope, it's just the Wonder (laughs) Twins. It's it's Zan and Jaina and their continual exploits abound. You've always been a garbage dog, Dan. They're they're so good. I just fucking love this comic. So, uh, this is continuing. This is a a story about racism. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Which is, yeah, which is, but it, oh man, it's so well done. So, uh, the, I forget the woman who won the science fair and her dad. Yep. Who are black, which is important. It is important, yes. Um, he is under the thumb of Lex Luthor because he was working for Lex and then like tried to quit. And now Lex has him working for the, what is it? The league of annoyance. Uh, annoyance yeah. And, uh, there's one other guy in the league of annoyance called the scrambler and his outfit's fantastic. It's just it's a, a bright s- orange <laughs> jumpsuit with a scrambled. Well, no, it's not even a egg. scrambled egg. Yeah, That's my favorite. Egg, my yeah. favorite part about his suit is that it's, it's, he's called <laughs> it's the scrambler. Egg. Yeah. And it's a fucking fried egg. Yeah. It's like an over easy. No, not it's sunny side up. Yeah. Sunny side up. I guess I feel, 
feel it. It would be kind of hard to translate a scrambled egg into a logo and just kind of look like yellow mush. Yeah, but you could try. You could try. That's not a. <laughs> yep, yeah, it's true. This is this is comic books, baby. So uh, they're kind of building him up because he's been in the background. He's a bit. actually. I actually like him quite a Me bit. Me too. Yeah. yeah, he's cool. He's he's been in the background a bit, and now he's kind of moving for to the forefront for this and assumedly the next. Uh, book as well but uh the main content of this book was the family the of the two scientists one of them is trying to get out of the league of league of annoyance he accidentally surprises a racist white woman in the league of annoyance and she has a kryptonian cell phone uh, cell phone that i think sucks the people into the phantom zone it does yes that's uh yeah so that's what it does and people aren't sure if it kills them or what so they don't know so the the, she doesn't know exactly what it does yeah Uh, she just knows that it like zaps people and, and disintegrates them yeah so um to everyone on earth they think that uh yeah have we told what she does that she zapped she zaps the girl's so, dad yeah she zaps the girl's yeah. dad because she he surprises her walking into a building or something and he's, and he's black and he's black and right before that there was a scene about how she joined the league of annoyance because she was pissed off at all the black people joining her neighborhood and making her feel left out when really it was her neighborhood and before they felt left out which is as things should have been according right. to her yeah um so yeah the thing i really loved about this is like so think about <laughs> the concept of a racist white woman as a villain is incredible and making her superpower a mobile telephone is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that's really good. It's basically this is the comic book villain version of the woman who called the cops on the people throwing a barbecue. Yeah. You remember that conflict? Yeah, yeah. and it's the, the lady standing there on the on yep. the cell phone, right? It's like, yeah. you can't be here. It's, it's, it's well, it, it's not, that's the thing is that lady isn't just one lady, right? You keep yeah. on hearing stories of, like, white women calling calling yep. the police on black people for, like... Oh, yeah, it's a massive problem. Any kind of, any kind of like, stupid-ass reason, you know yeah, what I mean? So exactly. Like, uh, yeah. But I just thought that was hilarious and pretty smart that it made her weapon of choice a fucking a, a cell, cell phone, phone. <laughs> yeah and, and she just bl- she just blasts the guy um the big reveal at the end so so earlier in the comic we talked about the scrambler right yep and uh one thing that i particularly liked here is that the, the scrambler shows up at the before the dad <laughs> has been beamed into the phantom zone mm-hmm. shows up and approaches him with with a plan you know what i mean and he's just like basically we get the the idea that his plan is crazy that the dad thinks that his plan like mm-hmm. while it it might work on paper will never will never actually work you know what i mean yeah. um so that his his being beamed into the phantom zone is a catalyst for his daughter to call the scrambler mm-hmm. and to help him with his plan which is revealed to be yeah. actually fucking genius yeah it is pretty cool so he he thinks that the and this is what ties it in and why we chose to move it up because event leviathan you know what i mean the, mm-hmm. the kind of common theme rebuilding the world exactly it's all about rebuilding the world he thinks that the leaders of the world have failed the people uh he says the people in charge have no incentive to change anything the people mm-hmm. who with the power to change the world have no incentive to change the world because it's already sweet for them right yeah why would they change it when they're reaping all the benefits right? exactly 
So his his whole superpower is he's a scrambler and he can re he can switch minds switch consciousness in bodies. Yep. So what he does is he switches the consciousness of one million random people or something, a hundred million random people across the entire globe. Yeah. And gives the people thirty days, something yeah. thirty days, and he'll to to fix it to make it so that every person is equal. Um. It, you know what I mean? Like, yep. so because basically, like, if you don't know whose body you're going to switch to, you sure as shit want to make gonna sure learn that some empathy, right, Real quick, right? You're going to sure as shit want to like know, you know what I mean? That you're not going to be like seriously worse off yeah. now yeah. than you than you would be. So his his plan is thirty days from now he's going to swap everybody's consciousness and it's going to be completely randomized. Yeah, I thought that was fucking cool. Yeah, it's a cool cool plot. It's yeah. yeah. The I villain like, was like socialism it. all along, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> or was it a villain at all? Jared? Or was it a villain at all? Yeah, I I think what I and I you know you, we know Mark Russell like clearly he doesn't think socialism is evil, right? Yeah, he, he doesn't. Yeah. His whole thing is not like the the notion that the scrambler guy is a is an evil asshole. No, right? really, the whole theme of this book is that no one's an evil asshole and that everyone's a product of their circumstances. Yeah, except for the rich people in power, right? They're they're probably yeah. a little bit of an evil asshole yeah i guess so but yeah. they're they're also the product of their circumstances sure but it's a it's a power corrupts absolutely etc right. it's human nature to want to accumulate resources right yep. we, we we are we were selected for on our abilities to two or like the twofold right we're very good at murdering things yep like ever since we were since and the, we sure are ever since we stood up we can we we learned how to push boulders onto elephants like what the fuck <laughs> you know what i mean like that's wild and then two, gather more resources than mm-hmm. your neighbor because if you have more resources than you can and, like build a pike and stab them yeah you know so and take their resources right some optimistic that's... views of humanity right well but, but that's how that's how we were built on evolution but that doesn't necessarily mean that's how we stay we can right? choose a better path we can because we're smart and that better path is superman uh so did you like wonder twins uh yeah definitely liked it i thought that like you it, can rate this one dan i know you want to it wasn't i just kind of want to it was uh <laughs> it was like not quite as incredible as the other ones and i think the reason for that is the other ones told a complete story start to finish yep. you know yep and everything is so immaculately yeah immaculately planned out and wrapped up in every issue of yep. this and this one is just it doesn't wrap it up because it's building up like the next issue and i don't think there's anything inherently wrong no with me that. neither yeah. it just doesn't make it hit as hard you know what i mean sure so it's like it's not as affecting when you don't have a complete story front to back that is a little self-contained little slice yeah little aperitif yeah because like the other ones are just so well written like every well this one's well written too yeah this one is too it just doesn't pay it, off it just doesn't pay off yeah. yet yeah um but yeah it's still really good um, as a singular issue, though, I'd probably rate it a four point five out of five. Oh, just because it doesn't have an ending. Yeah, it's not like any. It's not like the fault of it. It's just like because of the way it's structured, it just didn't blow me away as much as the others. You know what I mean? Fair. I think yeah. that's fair. I think you might. I think you might just be rating it a four point five because of the other ones. I think that if you hadn't Could read any other Wonder Twin comic and you yeah. read this one, you would have given it a five. Yeah, that's entirely possible. I think. I but think this has the, set up some high expectations for Danny Mac. Yep. Uh yeah, I liked it. I, I you know, it's no surprise. I yeah. think Mark Russell is really good. Yeah, uh, and I think he's writing a um, Sue Storm. Yeah, was that right? Or, I think was that him? I can't remember. I can't remember. I I remember thinking it was him. We'll, we'll when find I when I, sh- when I showed it, it to you. But yeah. I don't, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think that was. I don't think that's who it was. Anyway, we're going to talk about two DC comic books in a row, back to back, because they're essentially the same comic, which is weird. A really weird thing um, that they chose to do, but. 
So it's like the first half is the same, and then the se- they split halfway through, and then it's, it's... very bizarre though, because yeah. it's like the script is very similar. It's just that the two writers they do have slightly different dialogue, but the same plot points are all it's being same, hit. It's the same plot up until a, a split. There's a there's a split that happens. Yeah. Um, naturally or or whatever. It, it's anyway. just really weird, and like so, I was like really excited for this because I thought what this was going to be was going to be like an alternating week yeah, thing. But that wasn't it. That's not, it wasn't it at it, all. It seems a lot more clumsy than that. Like, yep. I want to write this this story, and Bendis is like, no, I want to write this story, and I'm Brian Michael Bendis, so I'm going to write this story, something like that. Maybe, yeah. I don't want to speculate on like how exactly this happened, but it's weird. Um. It, it, well, what, anyway, what we're trying to do is we're trying to uh introduce superman number 12 and supergirl number not 13 i that's not right at all 31 uh so superman 12 is written by brian michael bendis with art by ivan reyes joe prado and eau claire albert on inks alex sinclair on colors and joshua reed on letters supergirl was written by mark andreco with art by kevin mcguire eduardo pensica on art as well uh sean parson and iber ferreira on inks fco placentia on colors and tom napolitano on the letters um i can take a this this is two books, so it's going to be a little bit weird. To well, we don't really have to talk about Supergirl that much, honestly. Because... Yeah, no, I'm, but I'm trying to talk about both of them at yeah. once, right? So, like, yeah. basically, Supergirl is meeting up with Superman in space. They both have somehow met up uh, in the middle of this, like, galactic fight between Rogelzar, General Zod, is a bunch of other alien a bunch of races. aliens that are after uh, Superman's dad. Jarell. Jarell. Um... And then John Kent is there, and also Crypto is there. Yeah. Uh, so what happens is in both of these books. So this uh, we'll we'll only talk we'll talk about what happens in the first half, and then we'll talk about the splits, right? So in the first half of both of these books, uh, Kara and uh, Rogozar are pretty much going number by number. Rogozar wants his axe back because she's carrying she's been carrying his axe for a while now. Yeah. Um, they go boat blow for blow. Some shit goes down. Rogozar thinks that he's got like an upper up the upper hand on her, and is like, "I finally got my axe." And then she kind of like outrages him, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then like gets the, the axe is like, "Oh no, actually, it's like in court, you know what I mean?" Yeah. When, they, when like the the uh, like so a couple splits up and they make the dog <laughs> they make, they make the, the dog, dog choose. choose which one. Then Not the, a real court, but a televised ju- a court. judge Judy yes. court, a court of my brain. Yes. So the axe chooses Kara, and then Kara they all fuck him up, right? Yep. And then they end up back on the spaceship together, where there is a big old happy family reunion. They talk about how fucking weird it is that john kent went from being like nine to like 16 lots of hormone jokes yeah there's some hormones comics real bad dialogue real bad dialogue he probably wants to bang his cousin now and she doesn't know wanna she doesn't want to think about that (laughs) the whole thing is the whole thing is uncomfortable and unsettling and nobody asked for it um (laughs) and then it splits so what i'll what i'll I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna do the supergirl one and dan can talk about the superman one so it splits with supergirl uh, where she takes John. John has some plot armor that allows him to teleport any Kryptonian, but only Kryptonians. Yeah, of he can course. Tele- teleport any Kryptonian anywhere in the entire known universe <laughs> because of if, some secret technologies from his grandpa. Yeah, some secret Jarrell technology. As long as they're holding hands, so they all hold hands. And I think I think Crypto goes because he's technically like a Kryptonian fucking dog or something. Yeah. And so then they zoop over to the planet of the Ice People. I don't know what their names are. The the princess lady whose adoptive son is the green guy that she's been kind of getting a little flirty with, you know. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you, bitch." And that's the end of the comic. Yeah. 
And then in uh, Superman, basically, he talks to his dad. And uh, that's it. And he talks to his dad. I mean, that's, that's that is pretty much it. Like, and oh, in talking cool... to his dad, yeah. he talks to General. Like, he talks. There's uh, there a was flashback. A, there was actually a cool scene in the in the in this one where they. I noticed it. Did you did you notice yeah, it earlier notice when they it. when they yeah, zooped when and they went zooped. into super speed? And mm-hmm. I was like, why did they make the? Yeah, it's like why did they do that and end up in the same position? Hey, it pays off, baby. Yeah. So they like they did a super speed thing where they, they like created this field where they can speak to themselves in super speed or something like that it was dope i don't even give a shit yeah it was awesome it was it was cool and uh basically it was cool because like it's superman and zod talking zod is like the classic superman villain but they're both kryptonians so like if this new dude uh decided to destroy krypton both of them have stock in that and both of them would want to fuck him up so it's them kind of teaming up but also zod said that uh Superman's dad, Jarrell, can't be trusted and is um, maybe evil or something. He's so, part of the circle, right? Which, yeah, which which helped destroy Krypton. Right. the the big The big reveal out of the super the Supergirl arc has been that Rogozar didn't act alone. He was part of the circle, which is like a Green Lantern thing. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yep. So, so then, yeah. So Superman doesn't know who to believe, and then at the end, who do it, I believe? Then at the end, his dad takes him to the fragments of Krypton and the oh. Page the, the bottom line, of the yeah. page says next the real actual truth about krypton because how many fucking times have we heard the truth about krypton i actually thought that was pretty like clever it's like kind of tongue-in-cheek like yeah we know it's fucking ridiculous how many times you've heard the truth about krypton and how many times in the last like arc and in, in this in supergirl we've even said now we're gonna learn the truth about Krypton, and the real like, no guys, final actual this is the real truth about Krypton. The whole truth, and nothing but the hell. Exactly, nothing but the hell. Nothing but the House of L. Nothing but the House of L. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. It's it's yeah. It's the art in Supergirl was a little weird. Yeah, Supergirl I did not think was good. Um, but yeah, Superman I thought was good. Yeah, I could have honestly just taken this book like. Why the fuck did they draw? Did, did they draw the first half twice? Yeah, they could have just at least give me the fucking first half of Supergirl with yeah. Ivan Reyes. Like, what the fuck? The art was v bad. It was v bad, and like some of the writing was a little bit awful too. Like, I got dibs on Rogelzar. Yeah, and, and then like, also oh, it's God, just weird. On. Like, why do these two comics have the exact same plot for like most of the book? I just don't get it. Dan Supergirl was so good at the beginning when it was going to be a space romp, and I'm even cool with this idea, but that the writing has just got yeah. so like. The, I I think everyone just stopped reading it, and then they just stopped putting resources into it that's my guess well i mean it's i don't think it exactly works like that it's like you know what i mean they don't stop putting resources in like well they can it's like stop a, it's I like mean, a creative look team at this look at this shit this this comic was made by like two different writers and two different like yeah but if anything you have to pay people you have to pay people more for that you know what i mean like i, I don't know it, it just seems very shackled together and like the talent probably just left they probably just like put them on other projects it's the same writer but it's like the same writer along with another person and then yeah maybe it is the artist and also that the artists are different and also the writing just hasn't been good so maybe he's finishing up like his run or something but people just didn't like it i don't know i didn't like it you you like the beginning though i did like it started out so promising that's what i'm saying the first two issues yeah the first like arc with crypto and then the green lantern thing that was all fun yeah yeah the green lantern thing was uh-huh fun. see but that's like that, that's that was like seven issues yeah and but... we're on well we're on 31 <laughs> yeah. so but like 
okay, but that's not of his run, right? He took over at like twenty six, I think. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, I just know that for like, math doesn't work. No, that doesn't. <laughs> that work math, I think you said that like twenty three. Most of this has been not something that I enjoy. Hey, most of this. Whoa, he's you grabbing his penis. Most for of all this has been good, has been good for you, dude. So. Oh man, fuck you, Dan. For you, dude. For you, dude. Anyway, we got uh, last stuff for DC this week, and finally we can get another beer because I am parched. We're really actually, I I feel like I've been railroading these because I'm like we I finished my beer like three books ago, and I'm just I'm quite parched. I mean, something has to get this into gear because we have a lot of books, baby. We don't have that many. We books, have a lot though. of books. We don't have that many books, and we're actually doing pretty fucking good no, on time. Gotta Dan. move on. Gotta move on. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Dan actually didn't read this book. Um, I did. No, he didn't. Uh, so this is Wonder <laughs> Wins. Wonder Twins. Wonder Wins. Wonder Wins. Wonder Wins. Uh, this is Wonder Woman number thirty. Wonder-ins. Is there really only thirty one? No. What the fuck is wrong? with me this is wonder woman 72 why did i write 31 written by g willow wilson uh jesus marino and tom derenick on art jay marino wow two marinos uh jay sorry i got surprised wow wow uh jay marino and scott hannah on inks romulo fiardo jr on colors and pat brousseau on the letters um i will just quickly kind of glaze over What's going on in this? So Wonder Woman and Maggie Sawyer, Maggie Sawyer, is that her I don't name? Fucking remember. She she's a waitress, a waitress, waitress later. girl, waitress who had lady. The thing with the goat man. Who, yeah, that's the, the one horny thing. goat man. Dan is still he still stands that relationship. I do. It's yeah. gonna it's gotta come back. Man. It's gotta come back. If it doesn't, I'm off this comic. <laughs> so Maggie and Wonder Woman are trapped inside of like a dark portal between Earth realm and some other some realm. other realm uh and they slipped into that and they're getting f- they're getting fought by like a big man's um also where aphrodite's kid got birthed is that right that's where she came out of yeah it's like the hole she came out of has a giant minotaur in it yeah i mean sure that makes why sense. not so they go in and they fuck up the minotaur uh maggie or whatever her name is yeah uses the sword to uses do the it sword that she found in the bottom of the pond yep lady lady of powers. the lady of the lake uh so yep. she uses it wonder woman gets messed up but then maggie saves the day and it's, it's all cool um uh, aphrodite's daughter slash son thing shows yeah. up and uh Saves the day a little bit because Maggie drops the sword and then a bunch of murlocs show up out of nowhere and start mm-hmm. chasing him. And then Wonder Woman like brutally murders them with the lasso <laughs> of truth. You remember that? She like whips it around and, and cuts that. them all Let in half. Yeah, it's like right here. Oh, yeah. She fucks them up, dude. Wow. She, like, yeah, she, yeah, they're like totally cut in yeah, half. Yeah, they, they were cleaved asunder, oh. which is like, I was like, oh, wow, that's unusual yeah, that's for what? Usually, normally she would just like, you know, kind of wrap them up and, and talk to them. Right. And talk to them and talk them down. <laughs> Not frogs, Jared. Not not, not i mean they're not people so it's yeah fine. they're 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 in sub they're subhuman right. and sub uh, i don't they're know literal all of mur- the other races of her fucking right. uh universe they're they're literal murlocs so it's yeah, fine they so don't even fine. speak english no they just they just like growl yeah it's like, so oh, it's yeah, it's fine, it's fine. And, and so then the sword Morally. the sword emits a light that pierces through the darkness and they all follow it uh together and pop out on the other side in a place called Dimension Chi. <laughs> yeah. Where I don't know the fuck that is. Me neither. But it's fine. It looks yeah, like it's fine. It kind of looks like Jurassic Park. Yeah, it does. It's it's a pretty looking place. I yeah. like. Uh, it's a good team. Yeah. Hippolyta, Hippolyta, is that yeah. her name? Hippolyta. Hippolyta, uh, Wonder Woman, and Maggie. Maggie. <laughs> Maggie. Wendy. Maggie the waitress. Wendy. Wendy. Yeah, you she calls get her Wendy. I hated that. She don't called call her Wendy like three times. Too. Ugh. 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 
So yeah, I thought uh, I thought this was okay. I would say average for this one. I thought it was pretty fun. It, it was, was enjo- nothing it was really happened. It's like yeah, there was a Minotaur and they took out the Minotaur and they followed the light to the Minotaur place and then they got there. And then they also fought the Murlocs, Dan. You can't say I nothing mean, happened when so. there were two whole fights in this thing. Also, Hippolyta the Murlocs were negligible. Hippolyta had a cool like hero entrance where she dropped down and, and broke the ground with her fist. Right there. Oh, that's not even her name. It's a. Uh... It's oh fuck! What is it? It starts with an A. Does it? Hippolyta does an actual. Uh, oh, this is a fake one. Yeah, this is a fake one. Daughter of Africa. Atlantiades. Yes, Atlantiades. Atlanteans. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So she has a hero entrance, and it's cool. It's neat. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of glad that she's sticking around. I yeah. thought that they were gonna kind of abandon her after they went into her, her birthing lo- hole, her lust, her lust village. Yeah, they went into her birthing hole within her lust village. Yeah. It's like okay. you know, okay. There's a there's a th- I think there's a you know what I'm not even gonna say. It. Nah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say it it's probably does. I'm gonna say it off to. mic today because okay. I think there's something funny about the concept of them being in a birthing hole, which she's uh, the progeny. I'm not saying off. I'm saying it on Mike. She's the progeny of Aphrodite, and inside the birthing holes of Minotaur. Yeah. I mean, what are we trying to say here? Uh, what are we, I see what, what, what exactly? Uh, she's saying. the goddess of love. She yep. can't be inhibited, right? Yeah. yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. That's I, all I'm saying. I feel you. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. I thought the art was nice. Um, it, this book it continues to be pretty. It's like it's pretty ish to look like yeah. to look at. It's not as pretty as like Aquaman though. Yeah. It could definitely benefit from some Aquaman. That's shit. a pretty high fucking bar. Though. Oh, it's a I'd... super high bar. It's the, it's like the, that bar is like, yeah, not like, every book is on the ceiling. Aquaman, but... Yeah. Yeah, which, which I'm thinking we haven't seen in a while. Should... Aquaman. Yeah. There was one last week, I think, wasn't there? No, no. it's been a two f- weeks ago. I two think. or three it's a, yeah you're right it's got to be coming up baby. yeah it's got to be coming once up we soon. get to that pull list <laughs> hopefully maybe, it's yeah maybe there. that's maybe that's a spoiler yeah, but hopefully. um danny and i are gonna go wet our whistles a bit and come back yep, to you yep, uh yep, restocked yep. on beers beer number two to talk about some marvel comics and even you know an archie comic we got an archie comic yeah, coming we do. so sit tight sit tight my sweet Stay babies one welcome back we are back everybody um to another episode yeah uh wait no we've already done this no we didn't yeah we, we this is this is the beginning of the episode the first of the episode we haven't done any books yet we haven't done any books we haven't talked about any beers no we did talk about beers and bands that's all that's been going on for the last 52 minutes oh my is that oh my god it's been 52 minutes 52 minutes wow we so we better get moving unbelievable with marvel books yeah i guess we're gonna have to start with marvel this week mm-hmm. uh, I, oh it's weird because there's no dc books yeah this week. no we yeah we're just in the, nope, yeah. in the uh, vacuum mm-hmm. it's the way we planned it jerry it's the way we planned it at the beginning of last week it's smart um anyway yeah so no we're actually back from the break uh we filled up a fresh and beer out yeah. our stomachs yeah we filled we filled up our cups with a new beer i'm not going to start talking about marvel comics because we need to talk about this beer dan yeah you're right that's how this works i guess so this is golden spiral from the fermentorium and uh fermentorium i feel like i've seen their stuff starting this year i think they're pretty new but they've also got in on the like pint the four the pint four pack craze and I think they also hopped on that hazy IPA train pretty quick, or like like the super fruity IPA because uh-huh. they had like juice packets, which was out like a while ago. That was one of the first like 
widely disseminated. I don't even know if it's technically a hazy, but I feel like it it has that marketing at least. Yeah, you know what I mean. Juicy, yummy, fruity. The juicy, yummy, fruity, but it's still got hops in it, kind yep. of beer. You know. So this is a Bavarian style wheat ale. Also, I didn't realize that these this brewery is out of Cedarburg, Wisconsin. Wow. Yeah. I was like Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, no, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, we should drive there. Yeah, yeah, we should. We should bike there. should bike there. How far is it? I have no idea. It's probably <laughs> it's like pretty a, far. Like an eight-hour bike drive. Isn't it like north of the Dells? I have no idea. I think it is. Dude, I have like I know where Milwaukee is on a map, and I know where Madison is on a map. That's, yeah. about, it. That's about it. And then I know a bunch of other cities that like all blend together for me classic city folk am i right yep these city slickers um but yeah it's i mean it's not that far because i know the name so that's something but this is out of their traditional series because i know a lot of like juice packets and stuff not super traditional but this appears to be a pretty traditional bavarian style wheat ale oh yeah it even says i see i didn't even look at this yeah it says traditional series on the side here's where we pay homage to historical brewing styles it's all about the execution and letting our brewmaster showcase an attention to detail that uses a clean traditional beer and i i can appreciate appreciate that that. yeah and i like this beer it's very good yeah turns out turns out the traditions of beer there's something to them yeah absolutely the traditions of a lot of other parts of society like religion and racism and stuff you know yeah but i mean beer that's different it is different because you drink it because you drink it yeah Yeah, you can't consumable you can't consume racism (laughs) if you if you if you could get drunk off racism well you know let's not let's not yeah let's not not chase that one down (laughs) we just be making it holes are better left unburrowed if we just if we just if we could just manufacture more of it I mean, we got the internet, baby. It's yeah, possible. That's, I mean, it's it's not. It doesn't have any trouble manufacturing itself. Yeah, it's it seems true. like. Anywho, uh, yeah, this is a really good beer. So it's supposed to be like traditional Bavarian style wheat with mm-hmm. um, orange peel, right? Uh, does it have orange peel? I, I think know. it says so on the side. Oh, okay, cool. Does it? Take a take a, take a reedy, but I think it's really good. Swart said it had orange peel on it. Maybe. Orange unfiltered beer, crisp flower like body. Uh, nope. I'm full of shit. No okay, I lied. Peel. There was orange peel in the last beer, so there's no orange peel of. in this beer. But you know what? It is damn good. It's like it's weedy. It's a little chewy. Um, it's not quite a half of ice in. Yeah, I don't. I think the yeast is a little subdued. Weak. Subdued. Um, no, nah, I think a little weak for the style because like they they even say in it like it's supposed to have like banana and clovey kind of. Oh, does it? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't get that much of that, but I mean that's normal. I've yeah. gotten used to that in America. Like, yeah, it's tasty. Though. America has like, it, I remember reading on some uh, interview with um, German brewmasters and stuff, and they're talking about like American yeast strains and stuff, and they're like snobby about it, but also they're right. Yeah. Um, but they're like, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, homebrewers in America, you have like basically one strain of yeast that provides good yeast character. And it's like Weinstefan, yeah. <laughs> which is a German yeast. Right. And I think they're right, honestly. Yeah, like, but like I, American yeast styles, they don't want that. That's like a thing that you, you don't want yeast character in an IPA. Right. right? In yeah. most American style beers, you're right that they it's not a desired flavor. It's not something that they chase after. So I don't know if it's like, you know, do they make more of those because they can't make the yeast? Because they can't propagate the yeast with those characters? Or do they 
not propagate like that kind of yeast because it's not the type of beer they make you know well, i feel like it's one of those things where like if you want the yeast character you just get wine stefan right if you want can a... commercial breweries do that do you think what do you mean like, like could they can commercial breweries buy wine stefan yeast and, and propagate beer it? yeah why with not wine stefan sure yeast? yeast is like one of the hardiest it's one of the hardiest organisms on the planet right like yeah i just wondered if there was like a copyright um infringement kind of in thing. terms of buying as as long as you i mean if home brewers can buy it yeah but oh, they're not selling it what do you mean the home brewers aren't selling their beer if commercial breweries use like wine stefan yeast yeah so i mean might... it all depends so whatever y labs is doing right yeah. y labs is a, is a, they're selling the yeast right yeah. so i'm assuming that like y labs can do Whatever the fuck they want, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, if if that's what they do, they I don't know if they does Y Labs sell yeast to major. I don't know, or do probably, or do major ye, like major breweries like keep their own strain? I bet it's a, a bit of it's a I bit think of they a wash, do, right? They do keep their own strain, but they also um, don't keep it for a super long time. I actually remember right, talking yeah. to brewmasters about this because it 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 propagates itself pretty well over multiple batches but then i think he said by around like batch i can't remember if it was like 10 or 20 then it starts to lose its uh vigor i guess for lack of a better uniqueness word. as well yeah it's it like it doesn't perform as well after so many batches so they have to start a new thing well in, ter- in terms of fermentation or in terms of in terms of like putting out its characters that's supposed to that is supposed to do um i'm not sure i'm not sure yeah because i'm, I'm curious like so yeast is one of those funny things where like it it's such a fast-growing orga- organism that you right. can literally see it evolve over six matches yeah right? so it'll become more like an american yeast right yeah uh yeah. over over time just because of like our climate and shit like that i i might be full of shit no i think you're full probably dis- right full disclosure i might be full of shit no but I-, I think you're right because it's it's i mean yeast as always has uh characters of where it is being used right and the more you use it in america the more it's going to naturally take in american well and i would even yeasts. i would even hazard to yeah it would take in some so they it would eventually maybe get out competed by like because like you can't you can't brew beer without yeast from the air getting right, into it exactly right? and so and, and so eventually you 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 propagate you, you w- say you start with like a million cells right and those a million cells 10 times right mm-hmm. the first time you say you get 10 cells of american yeast to that million right yeah in f- each one doubles so you get two million of whatever cell and then you get 20 of this other one but it's like an exponential thing that eventually you know what i mean that american yeast starts to take over i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know if that makes sense or not but yeah, it's, it know. makes sense in my brain a little yeah. bit in each in each round you're sense. getting more american yeast just coming into it from the air and yeah. stuff like that and yeah. the belgian yeast itself be, beginning to change beginning to diverge from that from that historical strain yeah. that the, that y labs um draws on so right. funky yeah that makes it's sense. real weird but uh, but yeah, that said, I think this beer is pretty good. I like it. Yeah, I like it quite a bit. Uh, it was between this one and I also saw. So I I went to High V uh, mm-hmm. today, and they actually have a pretty decent beer selection. Um, one of the things that they have is uh the Great Dane Crop Circle. So it was between oh, really? this one and Crop Circle Weed in cans, and I was yeah. like, oh man, like <laughs> I lo- I love Crop Circle, and it would be like super fun to talk about it. They also it had the fun, the but... Orange Dream or whatever. The crop circle oh. that has the orange peel. In oh, it. I really like that. That's one. a really good one. Yeah, yeah. I tangerine. like all of their yeah tangerine dream. I really mm-hmm. like all their crop circle variants. Honestly, the mm-hmm. mango one, 
Um, we got that last night after the Frisbee game. Oh, yum. It was really good. Yeah, they, yeah. they also have um, their Lemon Drop Hazy IPA in, in, oh. in four 16-ouncers. So oh, cool. Even the Great Danes jumping on that four, yeah. four pint, four yeah. pint grind. Eh, good for them. Yeah, I really like their seasonal stuff, honestly. They're like they're uh flagship. staples yeah, yeah they're flagship beers yeah they're they're just okay but they're uh good. they're they're good they're they are the traditional right yes and they're 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 to me they demonst- i really like their scotch ale yeah they demonstrate they de- the the great dane demonstrates the great dane is like a local um brew pub brew pub uh they got like three locations in the madison area what they do is they demonstrate mastery of this style in consistency right mm-hmm. every batch of that scotch ale tastes the exact exactly same the same yeah which is a it sounds to you could you could kind of be an asshole about it and be like ooh, 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 yeah. you know but like that is in itself a mastery of the art if you especially can, if for you like such a i mean i guess they're not that small anymore they don't really distribute that much they're just getting into it but they have four locations i right. think um but yeah i i agree that's pretty impressive i wouldn't be able to do it no certainly. I, it's very hard to anyone who's homebrewed anything is like how the fuck do you recreate? It's the super, same thing yeah. It's twice. super. Hard. Even if you, even if you do the exact same mash yeah. bill, the exact same yeast, the exact same hot boiling time, mm-hmm. it tastes fucking completely different. So I don't, I don't know how they do it, but it's insane. Yeah. Every once in a while, I, I notice, I follow uh, some breweries on Twitter, and like uh, Working Draft, they recently had to, I think, dump or give away. I think they gave it away. Their. Uh, one of their batches because it wasn't consistent with the other batches mm. and they said it was just too weird there was a lot of off flavors or something something, something yeah. happened to it so it happens to the big boys too yeah. but they should sucks a you lot know what, more. do you know what they should just do if, if, unless it tastes like shit yeah if it tastes like shit then pour it away but yeah. what they should do is they should just slap a new label on it and be like oh funky one of this beer i feel like they would have if it tasted good. yeah we deliberately fermented this 10 degrees warmer yeah. to yeah. get some fun vin- you know what i mean <laughs> like, yeah, yeah this one they said is- it genuinely didn't taste good so yeah it's like the, the 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 first wheat beer i ever tried to make i misread um how much coriander to put in oh it said like like two tablespoons but i read two cups <laughs> so I, I boiled two, i boiled two cups of coriander holy shit dude <laughs> into that wheat beer and i can't like to what this, did that taste like soap it tasted like <laughs> like legitimate soap that was like one of the only beers i've ever had to pour out oh uh, that's really sad Really two fun. cups holy shit i mean i was like a dumbass college kid and yeah. i was probably drunk while i was making the beer yeah so. that's oh yeah that's that'll happen par for the course um we should really start talking about these books. Yeah, we should. So Marvel books, um, we're done with DC, and there's a good chunk of Marvel books. We got about five, and then we have one Archie comic before we get to the next break, and then we'll talk about bargain bins and what we're going to pull next week. Uh, so first up for Marvel, we've got Apocalypse and the Extracts, number four. Uh, this is written by Tim Seeley with Salva Espin on art, Israel Silva on the colors, and Travis Lanham on letters. Dan, would you like to tackle... Apocalypse in the Extracts, number four. Why not? So this opens up with, and I kind of forgot how the last one ended, so I was a little confused at yeah, first. But then I but remembered. But then you remembered. But uh, then you remembered. So Apocalypse has a kid in this Age of X-Men universe, which again is... Had a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Rip. <laughs> um, which again is a universe spinoff um age of x-man is the event and it's what if there was a universe with all mutants and no regular humans um and we're finally seeing it start to wrap up uh in this issue 
Apocalypse's kid is fighting Omega Red, which started at the end of uh, last issue. And also there's iBoy who keeps popping up um, for some reason. He's just a guy in sunglasses with like a bunch of eyes on his face and he can see things like real things and like see into people's i don't know like intentions and past or something like that um so anyways uh kid apocalypse beats up omega red and there's also apocalypse is defecting from the x-men right is that what he was in the x-men he was in one of the groups supporting the colossus what did I say? Apocalypse. Yes. Oh, so Colossus. Yeah, Colossus. Yes, Colossus is defecting from the X Men. He was he was an X Men, not an X Tract. Come on, Dan, get it together. <laughs> and uh, because he discovered his uh, reignited love Katya. for Kitty Pride, Katya, my love. Yep, yep. Take my hand. Is that is that Russian? Uh, Dos vidonia. Take my hand, Katya. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That's, that's Russian. Russian. That's pretty yeah. good. Okay. You can watch some Chernobyl to brush up on that. Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished that show. It was really uh, good. Ah, Chernobyl. 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 Vodka. Vodka. Uh, so yeah, there's Apocalypse's kid ends up getting fucking stabbed. I read a... Sorry, I'm sorry to interject, but I saw a post about... Um, russian instagram influencers are flocking to chernobyl i saw that and there was like a yeah, girl who like taking pictures yeah who like took her clothes off yeah. in chernobyl yeah. and it's just like what what is 2019 <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing she had a nice butt though so 2019 Pops. making chernobyl sexy again baby. yeah we got to make chernobyl sexy get <laughs> get as many butts in chernobyl as you possibly can please honestly there are worse things I, yeah I, you're right you're yeah. right it's probably barely radio radioactive anymore right yeah, parts of it are. Um, like super radioactive or like yeah. light, mildly? I think parts of it are pretty fucking radioactive. Well, hopefully, like, that, hopefully that girl doesn't get cancer. Like they had, a, pick, for they had a video at the end of like them going back into um, one of the hospitals that treated all the irradiated shit. And they're like, yep, it's still fucking irradiated. <laughs> and I know that the animal population is still like fucked up on radiation and like... Yeah, you want they to stay die, away from that shit. They die pretty quick or something? They die pretty quick, but also... Well, I don't know. I don't know if they die pretty are quick. They, they might they... just be carrying it at this point. Yeah, you know what I mean? okay, sure. But it's... I know that's that it's... not a poison. It's radi- It's like damage that happens to your genes. That's what yeah. radiation poison is. It's not. It's it's a very weird thing. I just know that you can't eat the meat. Because it's irradiated. Because it's giving it's off gamma radiation. Because yes. of the shit that they eat. It's it's a weird thing. So like if if radiation get is like a radioactive isotope gets taken up into a plant and then an animal eats that plant, that radioactive isotope gets ta- ingested and incorporated into that animal's body, mm-hmm. and it's still pulling off like pushing off all of its like gamma particles and gamma particles. <laughs> it's a, yeah, gamma part. I'm gonna say it, it's gamma particles, Why people. Not? It's gamma particles. We uh, don't know any better. It's, Jared's it's a scientist alpha here. And, alpha and beta. I don't think there's any real gamma radiation. That's a Hulk thing. All right. Really? Maybe. I oh, think okay. gamma radiation's fake. I don't know. No. Are you sure? I'm pretty there's sure. There's UV. There's no way gamma, gamma radiation. Ra- radiation. I'm pretty sure it is like a Hulk thing. Anyway, so at the end, uh, Apocalypse's kid dies. He's talks- no, you're right. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's a uh, radioactive decay of atomic nuclei. It's the shortest wavelength. It's so that means it's the nastiest. 
I don't, I don't fucking know, man. So, yeah, so basically, like, the thing about radiation is, like, big particles, they, they can't get as deep. They bounce off. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. they're big. Mm-hmm. Uh, gamma particles... And ga- they like, gamma, can't get in your pores. Yeah, gamma radiation is, like, so small that it, like, basically... like so It, it seeps ex- into your pores. It does, yes. It, 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 and it goes through. I guess the fucking gamma radiation is real. I always thought it was a fucking made up... I don't... How are you a scientist? Well, I mean, I don't... I never... How the fu- science is like a huge thing. No, Jared. If you're a scientist, you know science. Everyone knows that. The electromagnetic spectrum. I knew about this. I just didn't know. I just didn't know. I knew about some parts I, of science. Well, but I didn't not know part. Of, I didn't know part of it was gamma. <laughs> I know about like microwave. Wow, Jared. He doesn't even know about what's the. I'm curious about the the wavelength. Can we not? Can, Can we you not? learn about this? Like, let's just talk about this when book you were supposed I read about to. This. Like eight years ago in college just talk about the book dan uh so they finally kind of confront well i don't think they apocalypse talks to x-man in this and x-man as we'll be talking about a little more later is later the next issue dan no in uh yeah that's what i'm saying next issue the next comic that we'll be talking about goes a little more in depth but so apocalypse can kind of see in this that he has been sort of brainwashed to be this like antagonistic oh, yeah. um, power as he usually is. It's the shortest um, wavelength, Dan. That's why it does so much damage. Yeah, you said that like five minutes ago. Okay, I was just thinking though. I, I had to confirm. All right. Okay. All right. Hey, let it be on the record that I didn't fucking know that gamma radiation was real. <laughs> that I thought it was just like al- al- alpha and beta, and then I don't know UV or something like that. Those were the like, anyway. Let's go. Let's I would have picked beta radiation to be fake out all those i feel like i've never heard anything about beta radiation it's because they're they're completely it's completely harmless it's like it's the, Good the on beta the, radiation yeah the particles just bounce right off why can't more it. radiation be like beta radiation man um but that i don't know there's not much to say about this do you have anything to say about this it's just like a, apocalypse's kid gets murdered by omega red and then apocalypse that's the big that's X-Man. the big that's the big that's thing like that a, happens in here um and then also kitty pride and fucking uh colossus kiss yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I boy has several horrifying panels where all of his eyes are open and bloodshot at the same time, and his eyes are all over his face, and I hated it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like him. He's just very, a very disturbing character in general. Yeah, like people like him are supposed to be relegated to villains. Like if you're a dude with eyeballs all over your face, you're a bad guy. I'm sorry, yeah. you're not a good guy. Plus, he's not even dressed like a good guy. He's dressed like an Agent Smith kind of. He's dressed men like in black, a Men in Black. Yeah. And, we, and we talked about this. Men in Black is ice for aliens. Yeah. We did talk about that. Men uh, in Black is ice for aliens. Don't support that movie. Don't support that movie, even though it's probably going to be pretty good. It's probably going to be okay. Yeah, uh, it, reviews are out and it's supposed to be... M- I don't believe mid-length. a fucking thing about reviews, Dan, because I said Godzilla was trash, and I haven't seen that movie, and I refuse to believe <laughs> that it's bad. They didn't say it was trash. It yeah, got, they did. No, it's like... You said that they said it was trash, No, Dan. I said they said it was okay. You said they said that the Men in Black was okay. I mean, they're both in, like, the 50s metascore for whatever that it's like it's not good but it's not bad it's just what it is uh we have marvelous x-men at number five i just remembered that moneta gets murdered in this fucking book apocalypse like shoves his fucking finger through her brain what the fuck uh marvelous x-men number five written by zach thompson and lonnie nadler we hated her though so that's yeah she's not Lonnie. she's like She's literally like a like a racist, like mm-hmm. a like a like a well, not a racist. Yeah, she's a racist, right? But against um, what do you call it when you're when you're like mad at somebody for like the way that they are? Probably just a bigot. Just a bigot. She's a bigot. Yeah. We'll yeah. say bigot because that's like a bit. It's an umbrella. It's term, an umbrella right? term. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, written by Zach Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler. Because she's the one who kept the uh, fucking woman locked up in the basement right? by her neck, the pregnant woman yes. locked up by her neck yes. in the basement. Yes, yes. Uh, with art by by Marco Faya, uh, Matt Miller on colors, and Joe Carmagna on letters. I'll take a stab at this. Yeah. Uh, so there's been a murder. Uh, everybody stop. Stop what you're doing. Who done it? Who did it? Tell me. Who did the murder? Moneda. Stop what you're doing and tell us. Moneda, the worst character in this book, has been murdered. Oh, um, no. Yeah, and everyone is very sad, except no one's really that sad. Yeah, because uh, she's terrible. There's a pretty fucked up part, though, where, like, the nature lady is talking to the bacteria that are, like, eating her. Yeah. Eating her flesh. And it's like, yeah. hello, my little bacteria friends. I know you're eating right now, but can you tell me how she was murdered? And I'm like. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can do that. I'm like, that's. Somehow. Because they're eating her her brain i guess they're e- and they're eating her memories and i was like i don't this i don't like that <laughs> i don't like that one bit she's dead like let, let it let her be dead i uh, thought it was more upsetting when uh i do Apocalypse feel killed her yeah i do actually feel bad for her because like she is a product of her, this yeah, world, right it's true um so she, she was, was brainwashed into this position right she was brainwashed into this position and she she just it's i guess it could be perceived as as it's her fault for buying into it so 100% completely but also here's a theory to throw out jerry okay if you're a shitter in this world are you a shitter in any world no i don't think so because magneto's in this and he's a good boy in this world and he's kind of a shitter in other worlds i mean he's gotten better you know yeah. what i mean with time but he's like a very good guy in this one yeah um, so she sticks her finger tendrils in the ear of Apocalypse and basically learns the secret that, like, yeah. he's actually an agent of X-Men who has created this world. Well, I think they're all agent of agents of X-Men. Oh, you, no, you're right. You're right. Because but, he's actually been conditioned to be the villain in this yes. world. Yeah, so. But she was able to, like, reach into his memories and see... The point uh, where X, he was... Yeah, yes. the point where X-Man is telling him his role as an antagonist in this world that X-Man has scripted. And X-Man, yeah, it's a fucking stupid name. It's Jean Grey and uh, Cyclops's... Scott, Scott Scummers. Yep, Scott Scummers' uh, son from a parallel universe who comes into the main X-Man universe. It's simple stuff, up. folks. It's so if you're con- If you're confused, if you're, you're an confused, idiot. If you're confused, you gotta get out. Uh, yeah, so she discovers it as basically just like, holy fuck, what? And then he yeah. just is like, you've seen too much, and shoves his finger through her brain. Yeah. And I felt bad for her. In the end, I was like, you know what? She was a bitch, but like, it's not really her fault because I of guess. the brainwashing. I didn't really you know? know her in the main. I don't. Need, I don't know if she was even in a main. Li- and I don't even know if she's a di- bitch though. I don't know. I, I don't even know if she's since she's dead in this timeline. If she's gonna. I don't know. Be alive I once they know. break out of here. Yeah, is Beast Boy dead? Did he martyr himself for this? Did whatever universe? happened to that? Do we know? <laughs> Not yet, because yeah. it's that was. Oh in well, the... presumably that big fire got started because of the explosion, right? The mm. the fire where Jubilee's like, I got a baby, oh. so I'm riding now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jean... if there's another one of like that, that wasn't in either of the series that yeah. we were looking at. So Jean Grey gets woken up in her nighty, spends the rest of the issue in her nighty. She remembers a time that she smooched Cable, no Bishop, Bishop, because they find Bishop's stuff. Presumably, he'd been around, but he'd been privy to it and it has been yeah. erased from their minds or something like that. I like Bishop. And at the end, they confront X Man, and X Man is basically just like, I'm going to tell you the truth. I am this world that you're in. And I think that this is all 
This is going to be concluded in Age of X-Men Omega number one, which is going to be around the middle of July. And that's right around the time that Hickman is starting his supposedly, we'll see, you know what I mean, how it goes, but like transformative X-Men run. So who's Hickman? I don't fucking know, but it's okay. a big, it's a big deal. Yeah, I think like Hickman. Hopefully, they, yeah, they did they did a big thing. You remember like a few, like a month ago where like you would just turn the page and yeah. it would just be like Hickman, the word Hickman, and yeah. then like X Men yeah. just start an X Men run. He must be like a a guy. Hopefully, a person. Who Hopefully, writes. he's a guy who writes who's good at it. Yeah, um, and they I know that they're advertising now that scene that we saw over and over in Marvel this week of like Jean Grey. I think it's Jean Grey or some girl in Professor Xavier, and they're going back yeah. and forth. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. And it says at the top is like the most important scene in X Men history. I'm like, okay, it's like that's a bit grandiose. That's, that's pretty. That's pretty. Oh, so what did you think of Marvelous X Men number five? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm still hoping that they stick the landing on it. If they don't, it's not a huge deal, I guess. Because it, but uh, but I still hope they do because it's just kind of. You know, you this call an event has been swelling, right? Yeah, and you call an event Age of X Men. Like you're already giving it away. Yeah, like you know who's behind it. You know, like what's going on. <laughs> and uh, and so I hope that they're able to deal like some surprises in it. That yeah. like it's not just X Men doing X Men shit. I mean, hopefully, there's some like cool fucking stuff. Hopefully there's like cool some cool reason behind it, some I don't know, something interesting in the finale. I keep gesturing at Dan and I was trying to make him laugh the entire time. He's doing a silver surfer thing, which we'll get to. We'll get to. And and Dan will take a picture of it for the Instagram and mm-hmm. everything will be well and good. Yep. Um so yeah, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. We'll see yeah, how I liked it too. we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it all wraps up. I think this has been all things considered with like a month left, a retrospective with one. Yeah, can we take a yeah. retrospective with one one month wow. left to go? Uh, it's been wow. good. It's respected my time. It's respected my money, and it's been fun. Yeah, so. it's been a fun run. I yep. have also enjoyed this event, and even though I notoriously hate uh, shit like. I don't know, like this. Oh, it never if, happened. It was a dream the whole time. Yeah, and 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 that's usually terrible. But I don't know. I liked it in this case. I thought they did some cool stuff. Plus, also maybe it helped that I didn't know a lot of the characters before because I haven't read that much X Men. So I appreciated learning about them. I thought it was a good experience. Cool. Yeah, this is a kind of like the perfect intro to X Men. Yeah, because they don't remember anything. They exactly. Don't, they don't because remember. They're not bogged down by like decades of bullshit. Uh, Jean Grey has like nine children. <laughs> How many of them are with Cyclops? One. Yeah, that's probably about right. <laughs> yeah, 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 she's got. She's everybody gets around though. That's the yeah. thing. It's not just Jean Grey who gets around. No. Scott Scummers probably has like twenty kids. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so next up we have Silver Surfer Black number one. This is written by Donny Cates and Trad Moore, who also did the art. Uh, so it was like wow. it was like script and story by Donny Cates. So yeah. he probably did most of the writing of the actual words, and then story and art by uh, Trad Moore. So he, I'm guessing was, Trad Moore, do you know, some what kind I'm... of conceptual stuff. You know what I mean? Like this is what this is what we wanted to do. Well, um, I'm also guessing that he's like kind of an old school legend or something, because all of this comic was very old school. Yeah, I sure. Thought. You can take a take a peek. Um, we've got Dave Stewart on the colors and Clayton Cowles on the letters. So Silver Surfer Black is a story I about the his fucking name. What Trad T R A D and then more. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just find like him me. on Wikipedia. He's an old school legend, baby. Yeah. He's not. He's so old school. He was around before Wikipedia yeah. existed, and anything that happened before Wikipedia was invented, they can't, write they about can't put it up legally. Legally, 
Uh, so this is a book about the Silver Surfer. Um, just kind of. Oh, it's with two Ds. That's what is I'm it? Oh, I spelled it wrong. Uh, uh, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so it's the Silver Surfer just sort of talking about himself um, a little bit, talking about the time when he was a herald of Galactus. Galactus being the world devourer or whatever um so he just like east worlds and as the herald like i think the silver surfer would show up first right and kind of mark a planet with live people and then galactus would come yeah he would search for planets for galactus to devour yeah also uh treadmore is a pretty recent dude actually so i'm kind of surprised at this retro but he also made this comic called luther strode and look at this art oh yeah the legacy of luther the legacy of luther strode he's just got like biceps that look like tumors and like one of his forearms is giant and the other one is like small but still veiny yeah i don't like those biceps no i don't like any of that i don't like them one bit but uh but that's that's so in this comic the uh silver surfer gets into some shit where he like is with some of the guardians of the galaxy sacrifices himself so that they may live um floats through space for some amount of time yep uh years it, it seems to imply so i don't know if this book takes place like years after the current marvel continuity i have no idea yeah I don't um know. gets called to a planet where he fights some really cool looking stuff yeah. I, I don't know it was like pretty video game bosses right some dark souls bosses yeah, he fights some dark sure. souls bosses um generates a sun out of himself but at what cost Dan? because <laughs> at the cost of his hand apparently because his hand turns black which yeah. might be the silver surfer black thing he's got like weird cosmic powers that no one really understands so it kind of makes sense that yeah. he can like just generate this shit out of he can nowhere fucking generate a sun for this planet yeah. that's been completely dark for yeah. centuries or whatever yeah and then at the big reveal at the very end is he gets pulled into a door and then Donny Cates, being Donny Cates and loving this character, yeah. uh, gets uh, encounters Null, who is kind of the birther of um, the Venom symbiote. So maybe that's where Silver Surfer Black comes in. We don't know, right? Yeah. Like there's a Venom, the Venom symbiote like covers your body with like a black goop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silver Surfer's hand turns black when he generates that sun. So who who knows what direction this is taking? But Donny Cates clearly loves this fucking like Venom lore. Yeah, for sure. Because he's now he's experimenting with the Silver Surfer and it, which he kinda... also created. Right? I yep. think he created this. He did, and that's, that's yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought he also this was kind cool. of like did the whole backstory about the Venom symbiote, yep. which hadn't yep. existed. Prior, which also right? I thought was really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm on board. I think I thought this was cool. It was very experimental, for lack of a better term. It was like very cosmic and weird and fucking out there. But I thought they did a pretty good job with it. It was just like cool shit was happening a lot. And what are you looking for? It's my phone. Oh, it doesn't matter. It does. No mana. No, oh, you didn't have matters. to ask. I would have just like looked around. I see it. It's right there. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> It's right, it's within your grasp. You just gotta reach out and grab it. What? That's oh, over here. That's my. That's my phone. That's my phone. That's my phone. It's cosmic. Um. Yeah, I thought it was. It was cool. It was imaginative. It was creative. Imaginative. Uh, imaginative. It's imaginative, damn. Yeah, it's imaginative. Okay, nice. I thought it was good. I thought it was imaginative. Okay, that's fine. Um. What do you think, Jarrett? I too thought I was imaginative. Wow. I'm actually. I was hoping that you would stall so I could write the word. Imaginative. Imaginative down, because that's going to be our episode title. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're writing them down. Good idea. I'm writing them down so that I, what always happens always midway through. Yeah, them. and I don't even think last week I said what the episode title was going to be. Yeah. I was too lazy to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. So I called it Colt Snacks, and it's fine. <laughs> um, Yeah, next up, we've got... I thought it was good. I thought it... I, okay, before I introduce okay. the next oh, book. Okay. I thought the art was really 
okay. neat on some parts, but really distracting in other parts. Yeah. Like, there are some parts where I was just like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the big straddling crotch I thing. Want, I want to find that. Yeah, the art was very bizarre. It was... It, it's, like, very but retro bizarre 90s. In cool, it, bizarre in a cool way. Yeah. 80% Maybe. of the time. Yeah. 80% of the time. But then sometimes it was, like... It was too over the top. There's this weird... So, it's, like... <laughs> yeah, the straddle was, like, bizarre. real weird. It's, yeah. like, literally a shot from between Silver Surfer's legs. Yeah. Up, up at up, him. Up skirt. It's and he's like shot. biting his lower lip just kind of going like mm. yeah he's like stri- he's like striding across the entire page biting his lower lip like fuck it's, fuck yeah and it it's like an upskirt like... shot but like he's got no dick yeah it's really bizarre yeah, and not it's even the su- bulge of a dick right like so if he was if he was just thrusting that in my face and he had a big old knob you know what i mean I'd be yeah like, i get it dude i get it <laughs> like oh yeah Absolutely. you're strutting it baby yeah, can but, you hold this while yeah I but he's a got picture. like a, he's got like a flat ken yeah and uh i feel like if you could see this panel, and I'm gonna post it on Instagram, look at the panel and just picture that song. You can tell by the way I'm walking around me, no time to talk. So yeah, just picture that, and I think you'll have a good idea when you see the Insta post about what we're talking about. Yeah, I think so. And you know what else I think, Dan? What? I think the listeners at home are gonna realize that we just cut and uh there's a hard edit there to they're uh, not gonna realize they're not gonna realize your spectacular editing because of my spectacular editing skills no one's gonna notice that there's no dog barking in the background anymore not anymore yeah because i'm superb at this job yep exactly um but yeah that's all i had to say about silver server i thought it was uh good i think we should keep pulling it this is a number one so i like to see keep pull no no keep pull i'd say it depends on the week like if it was a... a light week yeah yeah, if it's if another it, week of fucking eleven million comics, then probably not. I wouldn't mind keep pulling it, keep keeping on pulling it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind keep pulling it. I wouldn't mind keep pulling it. I wouldn't it. mind keep pulling it. Uh, speaking of Dan, in the in the meantime, has actually grabbed. We what we should have done is we should have just turned that into an impromptu break. Yeah. Looked up what it said. It's fine. It's fine. Dan has grabbed his. Uh, restock his reload beer My i guess reload beer of choice yeah so you've got two ammo types you know what i mean you've yep. got the you've got the bavarian style wheat and then you've got the gunpowder what yep. what reload what ammo type did you reload into your chamber well i went with the appropriate one for the metaphor which is the gunpowder jerry i reloaded with gunpowder delicious so did i yeah it's a it's a great beer i feel bad because like <laughs> we always say we love the traditional beers but we never pick them for a third beer i feel like I yeah know. It's fine. But we do love them. We do love them. But we're also filthy Americans. Right. I'm like, I can't appreciate the subtlety because my palate is just destroyed. My palate is used to being bombarded by crazy flavors that have no business being in what they're in. Exactly. You know, I I am finishing off my Bavarian style and it's it's very good. So I'll say that much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also getting a little stuffed up. So... If you, uh, if the listeners at home can tell that I'm a bit nasally for the rest of the podcast, I don't know why that is, it but it just happened. Be one of the brews were made with pollen. It's it's pollen based. Yeah, this pollen based beer. Beer. It's not malt based. It's fucking outrageous, is yep. what it is. Um, you know what else is outrageous, Jerry? Immortal Hulk number nineteen, written by L. Ewing with art by Joe Bennett, Rui Jose, and Bellardino Bravo on inks. Paul Mounts and Rochelle Rosenberg on colors, and Corey Pettit on letters. Dan, is that outrageous? Yeah, you're correct. You're correct. I would agree. I'm going to hand this one off to you because I did the last two. So fuck you, Dan. You can and you love this book. And this is my favorite book. Dan is Dan is literally rock hard right now. I can see it through his jeans he i was is, his, his his penis is pulsing right now ready to talk about the the violence and dismemberment that happened 
in uh, the Immortal Hulk number 19. Yeah, it's very good. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. He so, loves it. Hulk is fighting the <laughs> the Abomination slash Rick Jones. Rick Jones! Gene hybrid splicing monstrosity. It doesn't matter. It's some fucking monster. It's a cool monster. It's eating people. That looks like a lizard, except when it opens up its claw face, there are two human heads inside of it that are screaming, Help me. <laughs> Help me kill, kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, man. Yeah. And then, uh, and then it eats Hulk's arm. Like it, it, it like, digests it with acid. Yeah, it yeah. digests it with acid. So he, Hulk is not faring well in this fight. There's this shadow ops um organization i forget what they're called they're they're killing civilians as they try to escape and yep. i love this i love this fucking this logic in order to suppress more civilian deaths <laughs> we'll kill any civilian we'll that kill tries any to escape yeah so they shoot this it. they shoot this lady who's running away trying to ask for help um it's it's pretty sad because they're the one of the two like yep clerks but uh, then yep but then vengeance happens because uh yeah. betty ross and the it's journalist worth, it is worth noting real quick that this entire time we're getting the, these like internal monologues of betty ross right yeah she's talking about this is me and things like that yeah yep. it's kind of the whole theme of this entire book is this is me and it's kind of betty ross talking about her history and who she is now and she's talking about her anger and, and her, her relationship with, with bruce, bruce and her re- relationship with her dad who is actually the one who is turning this fucking abomination yeah. on the people and ordering the deaths of all these civilians and stuff um right? i think he might actually be dead honestly oh is i think he's dead in this in uh oh i'm a fucking in this I- i'm a fucking idiot i thought the general was her dad the general is her dad but not this general general thaddeus thunderbolt ross is her dad but he's dead i think he's dead but the general who's piloting or like watching this abomination eat all these people is not yeah i don't know not her dad i don't know why i thought he i I don't know why i thought he was her dad i'm pretty sure there was a scene at his grave in one of these books but uh wait wait wait. can we just sorry i don't mean to i don't mean to interrupt i don't but is he (sighs) is the general the guy that was in the in the car with her at the beginning show me is he this guy who is trying to impress her? He's talking about the butterfly. What? Are but- you asking if that's her dad? No, if that's the general. Oh, yeah, I think that is. Okay, okay, yeah. so, it, so it is full circle. I That's why I got confused, because I read the beginning, and because the, the scene is with her dad, but I was like, right. that, that's her dad, but there's no way that's her dad. Yeah, <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? But in my brain, it fused <laughs> yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. But it is the guy who's talking about the butterfly who's trapped inside of a spider's web. Yes. And Betty wants the spider to break out, but he, the general is like, oh. The butterfly to break the, out. Yeah, the, he, she wants the butterfly to break out because it's sad. But he's like, oh, well, think about it pragmatically, you know, like yeah. the butterfly has to get consumed because if the web breaks, then more insects won't get caught and then it'll be bad for everybody. So yeah. the butterfly must die in so order for this. So the so that the spider can yeah, consume so all the other basically things. Basically, he's willing to like kill, th- uh, he's, he's a he's a pragmatist, right? Yep. Uh, kill one to save many. Exactly. A utilitarian? Is that what they call, is that what they call I think, it? I think either yeah. one is the way The way of the many outweighs the needs, the needs exactly. of the many outweighs the, the, the needs of the few. Yeah, I think pragmatist makes sense here. So, uh, but yeah, and so in this in this issue, the issue. butterfly is Betty Ross. Yep, that's the metaphor. <laughs> yep, that's the metaphor, it's and she—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's very clearly defined because, because the butterfly says, is red. The butterfly is red, and also in the pain, it says, "This is me. This is me. <laughs> this is me." The butterfly <laughs> breaking away. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. It was. Yeah. A, yeah it's a it, bit on the nose, but a also bit on the nose, but also like, I'm sorry, but like, 
that's good comic book. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's yeah. that's good comic books, right? I agree. Like it's it's this narration and the two. The, so it's like there's the only medium that I can think of where you can have these like two divergent sort of narratives, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have these thought bubbles of like the story being told. Yep, and then also dialogue. There's a there's a scene that's being that's being shown to you, right? Yep, and then it can converge on this one last poignant kind of punch, right? And it, it it can it can be like this is me, and then it's the same moment where the butterfly is escaping the mm-hmm. escaping the web. Like that's a comic book thing that comic books do so fucking well. Yep, I think. Anyway, agreed. Um, so they the sh- like shady government shadow ops people. Uh, they murder that civilian, and then yep. Betty shows up. She so she was Red Hulk at one point, apparently. Uh, I didn't read any of those, but apparently that's what happened. But Who now, did? yeah, I, it was supposed to be really bad. I remember I've always kind of followed, like, even if I haven't followed Hulk comics by reading them, I've followed, like, the reviews and stuff. And I know, I, all I know is everyone hated Red Hulk. It was like, because, like, it started out where, who's Red Hulk? It's not Green Hulk, it's Red. And also, he uses guns. And in the first issue, he shoots someone in the head. And it's like, you know, it's just, like, kind of edgy like for no reason. Yeah. And also why are there more hulks? <laughs> why would the hulk use a gun? And also why would the hulk use a gun? Because that's he's the, a literal hulk. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in yeah. my entire life. Yeah. The hulk can literally like uppercut like uppercut the moon. A, uppercut a mountain and break it. Why would it use a fucking gun? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can pull this trigger so much harder. <laughs> but no, in like, yeah, oh yeah, he killed Abomination. That's what it was. In like the first Red Hulk issue, he killed Abomination with she. a gun. She. Um, but for some reason, it looked like a he in that. I don't know how they got around that. How are they going to do that with She-Hulk, who looks like a sexy Hulk? Yeah. How can a lady who is a Hulk be a sexy Hulk with another know. lady who's a Red know. Hulk be a man Hulk? I don't know, Jared. These Someone are explain the questions. This to me. Gamma radiation. Gamma radiation. <laughs> if only you'd known. If only Are, you'd studied. If she was, if she was a, a Red Hulk, is that infrared radiation? Oh, that's a big question. That's Honestly, question the probably they probably did that. Well, infrared emits from heat. Wow. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> so Thanks. you guys, I am smart. I'm not that big of an idiot. <laughs> So, uh, the soldiers, the Shadow Ops soldiers that kill the civilian, uh, this Betty Ross Fox red them Hulk up! vulture thing, she's, like, got bird talons now and wings. Yeah. And she just fucking tears them apart. And, like, oh, it was so good. I loved... The tone of all of this was so good. Most satisfying fucking... Yeah. Just, like, evisceration. Shadow Ops, dude. Like, the fucking guy who shot the girl, who's like, oh, we're taking care of it, ma'am. And he's just like, I was just following orders. And he just gets his head just fucking (laughs) just just torn off. (laughs) Popped off like a fucking, like, I don't even know. And, like and one of those little, like, uh, one of those Kool-Aid, the Kool-Aid twisties, you know what I mean? Where you twist the top off. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when his fucking head just got wrenched and pulled off. Yeah, totally. Little, little liquid squirts out. The thing I loved about this was, like, the journalist the whole time was like, oh my god, she's killing, you can't kill people, yeah, you're you a just... superhero, you have these powers, but you can choose it for good. And she's like, no, I'm gonna fucking kill people. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> the, we, the journalist is like, wait, just take their guns, yeah. what do you do, stop, stop, just take their guns. And, and she's, she's just like literally tearing them in half well, i mean they just murdered that woman the, the, yeah the whole point of them was to just to i kill. have no moral qualms with them being yeah, fucking abs- dismembered absolutely and, I, and like 
that was such a satisfying because like so yeah. many superhero comics are like yeah. they have to take the high road yep, right exactly you know what I mean? and this is presenting the high road and showing the characters choosing <laughs> to go directly under that because fuck it yeah and because like who gives a fuck yeah, who so gives a the, fuck if these, these fucking th- shadow ops these, mercenaries right, die these three people who were willing to kill 30 people yeah. right who were just trying to like run away you know what i mean and just be safe or who were willing to do that for cash get their fucking heads popped off no one gives a fuck no one gives a fuck and right. honestly i found it even a little unrealistic that the journalist would be that upset about it. Be that it. upset about it. Yeah, if it. I was there, I'd be like, oh, you're gonna... Okay, I'll just pretend I didn't That's see it. That's fine. I mean, they <laughs> shot that girl, so, you know... Literally right in front of literally you. Literally right... You know? in, yeah. yeah. It, I always thought, yeah, this is kind of taking the idealism of comics and kind of just, like, throwing it Grinding out. Grinding it to a dust. So yeah. I kind of love that, because... But then immediately after that scene, right, you get that contrast of her walking through the kitchen... And she she keeps mm-hmm. on saying, this is me, this is me, this is me, yeah. over and over again. And she walks past a cook who is praying, like giving a Hail Mary or something like that. And puts her hand on She just on puts her head. hand on his head, but then walks away. You yep. know what I mean? As yep. if to soothe him, but it probably yeah. like, scared, the, scared shit the shit out of him, him. you know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, she just puts her hand on his head to be like, it's okay, you know what I mean? Yep. And then walks past. And, and in the like, meantime, this is also me, you know? Yeah. And there's also flashbacks of her relationship with Bruce. Oh, I loved the shit where she's like, I'm not the wind in yeah. your sails. Yeah. I am not this person who exists to it's lift just, you up. Exactly. I, I, am, I fucking loved that. It was it fucking was just good. just like very empowering. It's just like a strong woman just just saying, I'm not here to be your fucking like love interest. I'm here to be my own person. Yeah. And right now I'm here to fuck shit up yeah and it was oh it was so good so then at the end she happens upon the hulk who's getting uh digested for lack of a better term yeah and by he this seems guy. to have regressed to uh like primordial hulk right because a he's little just like, bit but hulk also hurt he's like dying because yeah. all of his limbs are eaten and also his eyes are dissolved yep. from acid and yeah, l ewing sure loves like a nice vacuous eye socket he really does <laughs> he really yeah does. but man is it effective because yeah. like even in this so and so you think the obvious conclusion is that she's gonna fuck up the new abomination rick jones hybrid that just digested hulk and instead she just cuts open his chest and eats his heart (laughs) which is pretty metal yeah i mean they i'm not convinced that he he's not dead you know what i mean mean, he can't be dead yeah yeah. literally the title of this book is immortal hulk right so so, they they have already done the thing where they have like cut him up into like millions of you remember that oh yeah yeah yeah. millions of pieces him in in like pickle jars like across the united states and he's reassembled but like my one hope is that they don't turn her into a villain i don't think they will because like her eating his heart was like you know what i mean it's like okay antagonistic thing to do yeah. right but also but like, also it's kind of her asserting her independence right? right yeah and maybe she did that with the knowledge of like oh, yeah, I, I, this is a symbolic gesture at the end of the day he's gonna be fine now I'm gonna go fuck up the abomination he'll heal it'll be fine yeah. but I already ate your heart bitch like yeah. e- eat it yeah or maybe <laughs> she just doesn't give a fuck but either way I mean yeah, yeah. he's gonna be fine it's gonna, gonna be, be fine. fine yeah my one, like I said, my one hope is that they just don't turn her into a villain and yeah, kill her. I agree. And you know I don't think they will, though. Because, because of the, the theme, tone of it was so yeah, spot on. The tone of this was empowering. And also the tone of this like entire comic book is that, like, I don't know. It's not very, like, black and white villains. Like, right. the, the villains are humans. The monsters have complex motives. 
So I don't think yeah. that they're going to turn her into a black and white villain at the very least. I hope not. That's a, a, and I, I I'm going to give L. Ewing a, a, like a lot of credit, but like comic books, just as a history, have a very bad have a very bad track record of yeah. this kind of shit. So like when I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, this is a really awesome, empowering thing. And the end, she eats the protagonist's heart. Yeah, I'm like, did you just literally build this empowering like? This yeah. girl being like, I'm not the wind in your sails. I am not. I'm not here to lift you up. I'm my own person. Yeah. To be like, that's bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now yeah. she's a she's yeah. a villain, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, oh please, yeah. God, no. I please, I have God, faith no. because all of these books have been fantastic. Yeah. And Ellie Wing's a smart dude. So. He's a smart dude. He's a good writer. It it seems clear from this that he's trying to empower her. So yeah, right. I hope I. If that happened, I would be very disappointed. I, yeah, and I think we—that's. I just don't want to be disappointed. So my, yeah. my immediate knee-jerk reaction to that ending was like, "Oh God, no, please." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, so. I get it. I get it. Okay, I, I liked it though. Good. Also liked it. I would rate it a five out of five if we were giving number ratings, which we're not. So there you have it. Wow, I'm not even going to comment on that. <laughs> I'm not even going to comment. Um. So next up, we have Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number seven. Pray to the Prowler. Pray to the Prowler? Pray to the Prowler? Question mark, exclamation point. Uh, This is written by Tom Taylor with art by Ken Lashley, which is the first time I'm actually seeing that. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. The art was good. So So, so so, there's that. So, hey, way to go, Ken Lashley. Uh, Nolan Woodard (laughs) on colors and Travis Lanham on letters. Uh, So this is a great story. I actually really like this quite a bit. This is is also ringing like I, I didn't read it, right? Uh, this is a super <laughs> this is a great story. This is a great story that I liked quite a bit. It's about Spider Man. It. It it's about Spider Man um, being friendly in, in his the neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah, uh, but no, actually, it it literally is yeah, about it is. it's about that. So, um, opens up. Aunt May has cancer. We all know this, right? We all know it. We hate talking about it. We, we wish hate it would talking go about away. it. We wish it would go away, but it's not going away anytime because not only does she have cancer, she can't afford her bills. Yeah. <laughs> she can't afford her fucking medical bills like a lot of Americans. So. Her insurance won't Yikes. cover it. But the worst part is Mary Jane being like, we can always crowdfund it. I yeah. just like the idea of Americans having to crowdfund medical expenses medical care, yeah. is so sad to me. It's still, yeah. And it's but kind I think of that's presented a, that way. I that's think. the point yeah. of it. Yeah, that's the point of it. Um, And the entire time at May is doing this right so she's she's worried about her own, like paying for her own medical bills she is also trying to open up a homeless shelter mm-hmm. downtown so um there's a nice flashback with uncle ben and aunt may uh and y- a very young peter encountering a homeless man where uh um aunt may is like here here go give him twenty dollars and peter's like well i just didn't i hear you guys talking about how you can't afford to pay the phone bill and she's like we'll make it work it's fine he gives them the money, runs back. It's like, oh, but what happens if he just spends it on something bad? And they're like, well, that's not really our place to judge. Yeah, it's it's a nice scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it like, was a nice. Scene. It's like it's like not our place to judge because he needed help and we gave him help. What yep. he does with it after that is out of our control. But we did what we needed to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so it immediately hard cuts to like a fucking just like generic white guy just in a business suit just beating the shit out of a homeless guy. It seems like it seems like low hanging fruit at this it point. Is. You know it what totally I mean? Is. Like, hey, like every like, like every, every white guy is out there just kicking homeless guys <laughs> all the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So so he's like, "Fuck you, man!" For no reason. Like no one. Who, okay, I, I'm not gonna say no one does it. I'm sure somebody's done it. Yeah. Uh, but he gets webbed up by Spider Man, as he should because he's a douchebag. And then um, Spider Man calls the cops on him. The cops come and pick him up. 
He steals his wallet also. That was a pretty funny Yeah, scene. are you mugging me? He only steals his wallet so that he can get his identification. The, the ID to yeah. give to the police right. so that they can arrest him. Um, so the cops come. Peter talks to the homeless guy. He's like, hey, you should come to this shelter. Aunt May, that's the one that Aunt May is opening up. Um, and then they get <laughs> encountered by some like executive stooges that are like, a homeless shelter in this area will lower the property value. I was like, come on. You can't yeah. do that twice in one comment. Yeah, you know it's what I mean? true. This like, is like... I've, I I was th- reading this and I was like, this is one hundred percent justice porn. Like it's just people reading like comics about shitty people that everyone hates. Yeah, and being like, literally, yeah, fuck those guys. Literally, everyone hates those people. But yeah. also, like, if you are like owning a retail area in uh-huh. a downtown center and they're opening a homeless shelter that will get homeless people off the streets, that's yeah. actually good for you. Yeah, and they even say that in the book, so it's like they knew that. Yeah. So then they just had these villainous characters for no reason, yeah. right? Like they're like, they're like, oh, you mean like, like getting homeless people off the street and giving them a place to live and like empowering them and mm-hmm. things like that. That's going to be bad for your development. And they're like, oh, I guess <laughs> not. I'm like, well, no shit, because everybody yeah. fucking. Uh, that's fine. You, it's, it's it's again, it's another low hanging fruit, but everyone yeah. can be like, fuck, the, fuck those guys. And yeah. if those people actually exist, fuck those guys. And well. I feel like they kind of leaned into that. So I don't know. Yeah, it's is it propaganda? Probably. Yep. Is it like you know? Is, is it, it harmful? Is it harmful propaganda? I don't know. No, no probably, probably not. not. Hey, it's... maybe be nice. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> sorry. A, that that's the moral yeah, that's, of the story. That's the message of it. Um, and like, yeah. So despite myself, like, even though it's completely manipulative, and it's just like, fuck these guys, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah, fuck these guys, and you're like, but. I mean, do but I mean, pe- we knew that already. <laughs> like, do these people actually exist? Yeah. Are, are there like are there people that just run, run around to homeless shelters being like in you, like suits and ties, like stomping like you, on homeless people's yeah, hands? Yeah, being like can't, you can't open this homeless shelter. Also, let me go back out and like sanction bum fights or yeah. something like that. You're yeah, like, no, no, I don't think so. Uh, I hope not. I don't know. I think those people do exist for sure. But yeah, there's probably people that want to do that, but I don't think there's actually people that are like sanctioned by some sort of yeah. entity to yeah. go out in any yeah. official capacity and do that so, yeah i don't know it's funny um another funny scene was um a scene with uh peter parker's roommates uh one of them is a nice dude and the other one is boomerang mm-hmm. and my favorite bit in this was like yeah, oh, that was pretty good. his friend trying to convince who oh, I'm, ass- I'm assuming he knows that he's boomerang yes he must because he's trying to convince him to go to the homeless shelter where there was like a break-in or whatever yeah. and he's just like <laughs> basically he convinces him he convinces him to go because, like, if the homeless shelter fails, he might have to move back in with his parents, which means that Boomerang would have to find a new roommate. Who will he goes, tolerate all of his bullshit. Right. He goes, fine, but only because I refuse to improve for anyone. <laughs> yeah. That was a good quote. <laughs> such, a, such a good line. So then Spider-Man and Boomerang meet up in this homeless shelter. Um the prowler shows up who looks like suspiciously like deadpool to me yeah i mean i think that's an established character is it not i don't he looks know. like spawn he looks like spawn, he and, does deadpool. Look like spawn. Yeah. and i was like real confused about it um, but spider-man knew him right so i assume sure. that he was a established character sure but we don't read that much spider-man so we don't yeah know. so basically it, it the 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 general assumption of this book is that someone paid this prowler guy to go ransack the homeless shelter probably yeah. the evil fucking you know what yeah. i mean corporate people guy in the suit who yeah. stomped on the guy's hand some the some knows. bank 
You know, yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah. whatever. Wells Fargo yeah. paid a million dollars to have the Prowler go burn a homeless shelter down for yeah. no, for no, no reason. reason. Hey, yeah. maybe there is a reason. I don't know, but it, no, probably. It, it seems not. a little masturbatory, and then like the fucking oh, like one hundred percent masturbatory. Oh, fuck capitalism. I, I'm not saying that capitalism is great, but it just yeah. seems like so being like. Yeah, I get it, dude. Yep. yep. But like, I, I totally agree. Okay, good. I, I thought I was maybe alone in this. Like, no, I don't. Want to feel like a, I'm like a I'm like an alt right lunatic for thinking that like people like like that no, shit doesn't it's just like it leans it's into so it wild. so hard and I felt like the last issue did it kind of well where it was like it's like yeah this kid stole a car but also he sure and also the, like the aunt, 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 may, aunt may not being it may not being able to pay for her cancer treatments yep. right that's like something we can dig yeah. into because that's like a nuanced issue right but right. like you know what's but not a nuanced literally invent someone right. in a suit do you know to what... stomp on homeless people <laughs> yeah do you know what's not a, a nuanced issue is yeah. like a very wealthy person stomping <laughs> homeless on homeless violence. people that's not a nuanced like, issue no one is out there being like oh, is, i mean it's all that bad you know what i mean like no one's arguing yeah, no one's on the opposite side of like homeless <laughs> violence right no i mean if they if they didn't want to get stomped on then they shouldn't have been homeless in the they first place homeless is like you're homeless you get stomped on it's just the way it is is america this is america Uh, (laughs) wild times yeah no i agree but that said like i don't know it's still good i still like it it's it's weird we're ripping on it but i actually genuinely really enjoyed the the issue for like it's i mean yet again like this is the most controversial comic to me personally because one it gave vant may cancer and two (laughs) You just don't like that, do you? No, I don't. And also, too, it made Peter Parker be a dick to Aunt May because she had cancer. <laughs> this happened four issues ago, and Dan will never. Give I won't it up. let it go because yeah. they keep doing stuff like this. Like it's like it's it's in it's very polarizing, you know. Yeah. And it's like you can find things to like in it, and overall, it's good. But also, it's just so fucking like why, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Cancer bad. Uh, not being able to afford medical treatment, bad. Yeah, exactly. It's Literally like, kicking homeless people for no reason, yeah, bad. It's yeah. too preachy is the problem. But that said, the writing is pretty good, so I, right. I'm so conflicted about Dialogue it. Dialogue-wise, it's good, but yeah. like conveying con- to, to convey a political message... Political. Political. We're talking about politics and comics. Oh comics. my god! Uh, requires a little bit of finesse, I yes. think. And I, this is lacking a bit of finesse to a point where it's like it's like I agree with everything yeah. that he's it's saying. Like we already know it. We're we're like we're, we're liberal Madisonians that are like, yeah, fucking ha- Medicare for all. You know what I mean? But and like, if you're reading comic books, you're probably well. Let's not go. Let's not go there. But like in general, I think that yeah. mo- <laughs> most people can get behind that like an old lady shouldn't have to fucking have a bake sale for cancer treatment you know what i mean like i think most people generally think that right like whatever side of the political spectrum you are you don't want you don't want aunt may to die okay like nobody's out there rooting for aunt may well she should have fucking invested better you know what i mean aunt may's a bit i mean stupid it's her fault she's dumb she can't crowdfund yeah Yeah, she can't crowdfund what you gotta get a good hook you gotta get a good intro video you know you gotta make people cry a little bit you gotta tickle their balls a little with your cancer treatment thing you know um yeah exactly no one's out there being like aunt may should die you know yeah. hashtag she yeah. deserved it you know or whatever yeah. but like it's like <laughs> hashtag she deserved I, it I, I, I would love to fucking see that hashtag <laughs> For, yeah I, woof okay we're not gonna unpack that at all uh so um yeah at the end of the day like you you need to you need to kind of dig into like the fucking like 
gray area of it a little bit, and then also, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't actually. I lost the thread of that. <laughs> I lost that's the thread fine. of that thing at some point. I know? think yeah, that's. But you get as you usual, get what I'm saying. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man has worked us into a spiral. Yeah, and I'm, while we I'm agree f- with everything it's saying, we're still frustrated by it for unknown I'm, reasons. I'm, I'm frothing at the mouth. Yeah. Speaking of being frustrated for unknown reasons, let's talk about uh, the sexual frustration that Archie number seven hundred five gives oh, me. Oh baby, gives me, gives damn, gives everyone who reads the book yes. because these are sexy teenagers. They're sexy teenagers, but they're in high school, so you can't. You, you can't, can't do it. N- no, 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 no. You can't. You just. You just can't. But there's murders. Yep. Um And you also. You can't do that. No. There's you a can't lot of things. You can't, there's a lot of things you can't do with this. Uh, so this is Archie number seven hundred five, written by. Oh wait, sorry. I have to read the whole title because Dan insisted. I did. This it's is, important. This is Archie seven hundred five. Sabrina and Archie number one of five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is written by Nick Spencer with art by Sandy Jarrell, Jack Morelli on letters, and Matt Herms on colors. Uh, Dan, you want this one? Sure. Cool. So this picks up on the last uh, issue. This is of- a nice summary, isn't it? It's like telling you everything that's going on. They're like, oh, yeah. we just got back from summer and we pitched this. Re- <laughs> yeah, you're it's, right. It's it actually nice super summary. wild when you read it all out loud. And probably <laughs> because it's not really a number one, but sort of a number one yeah. of five. Um, but yeah, they do a good job with it. So uh, Betty this and Veronica yeah. set up Archie to be the Bachelor on some <laughs> on some like Riverdale TV Bachelor sh- show. Riverdale Bachelor show slash yeah. app slash I don't know entertainment <laughs> phenomenon internet experience that that like apparently everyone in Riverdale like this isn't a thing like no no cities do this but I respect the fact that they I respect the commitment this. I respect the commitment to the idea that Archie is such this this like unachievable yeah. hottie yeah that like the entire town of Riverdale the entire would just town buy cares in, and it's the like, entire world right because it's was, a reality yeah. TV show that people get like views on that, like yeah. the entire world is interested in Archie Anders's who he's going to? Well, I don't know. My to. my impression from this actually was a little different, and it's just oh that literally every uh, citizen in Riverdale, Riverdale watches okay. it. So I was thinking, like, is this on public access television? Is this on? I mean, realistically, it's on the internet. But I hope that it's on like the high school channels. You yeah, those weird high school channels where it was always like real bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just very bizarre where they like like I was. I was thinking about this too while I was reading it. Can you imagine a reality where you give a fuck about we're, we're like a people, high school bachelor? Right, where people out of this graduating <laughs> class cares about of whether like, or not Archie and who Archie of Andrews like Sun picks. Prairie High School or like La Follette. That who, would be like you and me knows. being like hosting this podcast, but then yeah. like at the end of it being like, "Oh, dude!" But I'm so excited <laughs> to find out who Archie Andrews picks on his thing, and we talk. We'd have like our own segment about it yeah. on the podcast. We'd be enthused. Man, I can't even. I can't. Then again, we literally imagine. are talking about it. But well, yeah, a, but it's a, it, it's a it's syndicated different. comic book, which is, like, kind of okay, different. Okay, Dan, way to take the wind out of my sails. But, I mean, yeah, it it's bizarre, but, I mean, that said, that's just, you know, whatever. Let's it doesn't not matter. forget the shadowy cult that may have disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. What's-his-nuts's uh, father, and then Jughead yeah. is trying to help. Yeah. And then also... But he wasn't in this issue, right? A little bit, at the beginning. Uh, yeah, that's And true. then the, the whole reason that they're throwing this... Betty and Veronica are throwing this elaborate bachelor... <laughs> reality TV show mm-hmm. is to drive out Sabrina Spellman, who is actually dating Archie Anders. And they don't know that. They're trying to drive trying out to, his secret girlfriend. Yes, they're trying to... Yes. But Archie and Sabrina come with a, with a scheme 
to just uh, pull the wool over everyone's eyes. Yep. They they decide that uh, Archie is instead of choosing any of the contestants, he's gonna pick the host. He's baby. gonna pick the host, baby. Which honestly is a good call. She's was, pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. And what what's her whole thing again? She needs this because like her parents need money. Oh, is that it? I don't we, know. We found about uh, we found out about it last issue. I forgot I can't about remember, that. But uh, that's the whole reason she's invested in this. She's got like an emotional stake yeah. in it. And that's why Archie was like, "I'll do this yeah. for you." So that's but why it's everyone like, wins. It's a good twist. So I, so she wins, and Archie doesn't have to like fake date someone who's actually into him. Yeah. So he wins. My and he favorite. Can just keep dating my favorite. Sabrina. My favorite line about that was when he's like, "He's like, and then the think of the heartstrings when I and it yeah. inevitably dump you a month from now." Yeah. She's like, "Archie <laughs> Andrews." <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. I actually really like this issue because. Unlike the previous issues, this, like, sort of remedied that making, like, Betty and Veronica actual people again, where they're like, you know what, maybe we don't need to pine after Archie, like, drama episode after drama episode, maybe we can just be people. Maybe we can just be Betty, and maybe we can just be Veronica. Yeah, Yeah. like, maybe we can actually be actual humans. they immediately set up a conflict between the two of them, right? Because Veronica's... Being Veronica, she wants to build a thing in these woods. Yeah. And then Betty being Betty is like, We're gonna save we're gonna these save woods. Save these woods, yeah. <laughs> so no, I, there it is. Yeah. So that was that was great. I, I really like all that. I just yep. I, I just hate it when women are pining after men in comic books. I think that they to to be fair, and I think Nick Spencer, you know, you're drawing on a lot of Archie themes and tropes and things like that if you're writing an archie comic you don't yep. need to but at the very least like i respect his like commitment to like the first arc being about it mm-hmm. but then being like but okay then splitting moving it. on yeah exactly yeah. exactly so and, like yeah. that's not to say that they don't set some shit up later you know what mm-hmm. i mean where like betty or veronica is like Ooh, into archie again or whatever yeah but like at least like it, it is it is setting the stage for them to be their own individual characters, which sounds fucking asinine and absurd as I say it out loud. It sounds so stupid, but it's fine. You should actually read Betty versus Veronica by Adam Hughes. Yeah, he I'm writes sure I would it. Love that. He writes it yeah, and he draws it, that. and it's fucking. You've in, told me this it, before, and I would I would I would love to read it because it, it Adam is, Hughes is fantastic. Literally, if you don't like if you don't like any of the if you don't like any of the dialogue, you can just flip page by page and just yeah. look at the art. Yeah, like there's a. I remember the first scene is just Jughead and Archie walking to school, and it's this long panel. The, so the whole the whole the whole page is a double page spread. It follows a leaf. Mm-hmm. That's the way it goes. It's a single like leaf falling. Okay. Because it's September and they're going back to school. Yep. And it just goes from left to right across the screen, and you follow the dialogue bubbles based mm. on the, uh, how, the, how the leaf falls, and then it's like this weird kind of like from left to right long panel that spans, mm-hmm. and so it just oh it's it is. It, it, that that book is like something to like look at you know what i mean yeah. it's like a modern art marvel in my opinion and it's pretty funny yeah i would i would like to read yeah, that you you dig it but that said this i thought was pretty good yeah, it was good. uh better than previous issues for me cool yeah i enjoyed it and that's that. liked it i liked out it out of liked it like out of like uh so we're gonna we're not gonna go get another beer um no we have because we already have our other beer we're just gonna quickly look up the bargain bins Oh, no, we're going to talk about the bargain bins, and then we're going to talk about next week's pull list. But uh, just to give you guys a peek behind the mirror, we got to look up what's coming up next We week. sure do. Sure do. We'll be right back. And we're back. Back. Uh, super stoked, because we've looked up everything that's coming out next week, and we're about to shotgun through it, Dan. We know it. Are you excited? 
I'm so excited. We were talking about this because we were worried that Aquaman was never going to come out again. So but Aquaman, lo and behold. Lo and behold is actually out this week. So super excited for that. Um, it's a pretty light week, actually. We've only got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books. That's nice. It's nice on my wallet. That's nice yep, on our yep, time. Yep, yep. That's nice on your guys' time. So, yep. uh, you know, it's a nice off week. So next up, we have um, X-Men, Age of X-Men, Next Gen number five, Age of X-Men, Nightcrawler number five. Guardians of the Galaxy number six. Uh, so that's it for Marvel. Uh, for DC, we have Aquaman number forty-nine, Batman number seventy-three, and I don't know why I wrote Super. Oh, Superman year, year one. one number one. Yep. And then we're also going to grab Sabrina out of the Archie Comics line. Sabrina number three. So that yeah. should be pretty good. Dan, yeah. what are you the most excited about for next week? Um, I'm excited for Next Gen number five. Get to figure out if Beast Boy really martyred himself or not. <laughs> and. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also definitely interested in Aquaman, obviously, because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. one of the best For sure. books out there right now. Yeah, so I'm pretty much interested in about the same things as you. I'm like tentatively interested in Superman Year One. It's written yeah. by Grant Morrison, so it might be a fucking... No, it's written by Frank Miller. Frank Miller, yeah, sorry. If it was Grant Morrison, I'd be very excited. Yes. If it, Since it's written by Frank Miller, it's probably going to be like... Shitty. Dark. Yeah. No one wants a grim dark Superman, so that's why I'm kind of not. But what happens if he does it? What happens if he does it good? I know he's kind of a shitbag. Yeah, it's, but maybe he maybe he does it good. The last Batman book that I read of his was not very good. I didn't think, but yeah, who knows? I, he, I think it's something that we should like check out at least for for the pedigree alone. Yeah, right? for the exactly. Alone. So yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. I'm also kind of excited for Sabrina. I want to mm-hmm. see if it's going to tie in at all to the Archie thing. Yeah, super, I'd be curious about super that. Super lame, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it for for this week wow cool uh, cool dan we've we've made it on a journey and uh yet again now we're wrapping up the show yep. i can i can hear the outro music playing it sounds <laughs> it sounds so that you're nice. going to infuse in later yeah no yeah. no you can hear it you can okay, hear it in your, okay. you can hear it in your soul we can okay. both hear it Wait, yeah. hold my hand again okay, okay we started the we started the uh episode holding hands we're gonna end and the we're episode gonna finish holding it. Hands, so and i respect your chakra good day to you sir you respect my chakra yes that's very good i have multiple chakras right? oh, okay yeah probably Dan, I just want to say one thing to you. Okay. I love you. Oh, wow. I love yeah, you, too. Okay. Thanks, and you know Gary. who else I love is all the listeners out there. So uh, not only do I want to tell you guys that I want you to have a great day, but I also want to tell you guys that uh, you look wonderful tonight. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's I'm just going to tell you to have a great day. All right, bye. Bye.